some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Model Club TV, episode 18. Hello, Scott. 18. Hi. As always, my co-host is Scott Johansson. I feel like we've done this before. Yeah, it's feeling kind of deja vu-ish. Um, well, why would that be, do you think? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you Actually, why. <laughs> I don't know why. But, but this is the second time we're recording this entire episode. And so if we don't seem as enthusiastic as we normally do, it's because it's the second time. And in one part, the email part, it's the third time because the first time we recorded the emails in the Matt episode, we decided not to use them. So here we are. We had an audio error. And in the first one, you couldn't read. <laughs> Who had an audio error? I mean, I did. Thank but you. Because. All right. We won't get into it. All right. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, we're a team. So it's my fault, too, somehow. Whatever. Yeah, everything's okay. my fault. Pretty much. All right. <laughs> so anyway, how are you doing, Scott? You good? I, I'm great. You're... What's new with you? I'm okay. Thanks for asking What's for once. What's new with me? Uh, well, what is new with me? Um, surgery is pushed back to April 1st. I don't know if we covered that in the last episode, but surgery no, we is didn't. back to April 1st. So, um, so I'm going to live just a little bit longer. A little bit longer. Um, and April 1st is pretty appropriate, I think. As, you know, a lot of people said to me, only you would have surgery on the 1st of April. Um, and then I've also, uh, you know, because, because of the magic of television or the internet or YouTube or whatever it is, I can now say that, um, in our first recording of this, I had a COVID appointment tomorrow. Now I can say <laughs> I got my vaccine yesterday. How you feeling? So, um, really no, nothing. Um, I've talked to a few people that said their arm got really sore and stuff like that. And my arm feels like I had a needle stuck in it two days ago. Okay. Like a bruise, like an ache. Like if I do this, I can still feel it. Like Other how I used that, to, like how I used to feel after gym class, after all the bullies pummeled me in the arm. No, like you feel when they put one of those 18 rings in your ear, probably. Okay. <laughs> that didn't right. hurt that bad. Actually. But, um, no, and that's all it is. It was just like a you know normal shot. Um, well, good. Nothing, no side effects. Um, I got the Pfizer vaccine, and I go back a week after my surgery to get number two. Good. That's good for you. I'm glad you got that before you went in. Just in case. Just in case. Yeah. Yes. Um, and if I grow a tail or anything, we'll show it here first. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't want to see that. No, big old hairy like oh, hairy it's in my head. coming out of my ass. I, I just you know no with a point on the end. You know, like a little devil point. Yeah. Oh God, I just pictured your bare ass with a tail. Oh no, oh, man, oh. That'd be cool. And then no. like I'd get a tattoo of you at your mouth, right on the end of the tail. So like the tail's coming out of your mouth. So, there you go. All right. Yeah. Hey, Spike, have some fun with that. Okay. Oh boy. Go oh, ahead. <laughs> No, never yeah. do that. I just did that. I shouldn't have done that because now they can put things in my mouth in Photoshop. Dang it. Um, like they need Photoshop for that. That's true. <laughs> Freak. All right. So uh, the, the other problem that re was created from our redoing this episode was our drawing for the Planet of the Apes bust from Paul Gill and Gilman Studios. We pulled a name. We have it on tape. And here you're looking at it. 
right now as I'm talking about the new drawing. You might even be seeing it right now. The name that won this Planet of the Apes bus from Paul is Roy Kirchhoff. And we pulled that name. And since I wanted the drawing to still be on the up and up, I wanted to show the old way. And we, I wore the same clothes to try and fix continuity, but I don't think Scott did. So Roy Kirchhoff, we're going to, I'm going to email you. We're going to get your address. We're going to get the Planet of the Apes bust out to you. Uh, your best friend, Chinksy, sent in a Planet of the Apes finished Caesar bust for you to look no, at, it's Scott. it's finished, all right. So <laughs> it's finished. But thank no, you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, Bill and the, the other two busts he has here, the other bus he has here is an Urco. Um, that's a Needful Things uh, release, which is nice as well. Um, really nice bust. And, uh, you know, you showed it um, on the pictures and stuff. Um, and Jason almost didn't want to have the drawing. He says, I want this for myself. We should just keep this for ourselves. But um, <clears throat> I want to thank uh, Mark Van Tyne and Paul Gill again for sending this. Oh, this. I didn't get to show last time. Thanks. That, that reminded me. I didn't get to show you this last time because I had just got the kit in the mail. There's a nice little cool drawing on the bottom and signed by Mark. So well, there cool. you go. Yeah. But thank you guys. Yeah, no, I uh, really do appreciate it. Paul's been really supportive of what we're doing and um, appreciate that as well. So Yeah, absolutely. So we'll get that out to you, Roy. Congratulations. That brings us to this episode's giveaway. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. The first one, you have to be a modeler of diminutive size. Typhon Studios and Mike Calvert is this week's donor. Donor? Donor. Um, I wish he sent a kidney. That would be good. Yeah. I don't know if it would make it across the Atlantic, but dry ice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, the first part of his giveaway is really easy to win. You have to wear a size medium t-shirt. He sent us a pretty cool Typhon Studios t-shirt, but it is size medium. So the first person to send an email to modelclubtv at gmail.com, you will get this shirt and i will send it to you if you wear a medium if you don't wear a medium send an email to modelclubtv at gmail.com but you have to wear the shirt and send us a picture yeah and i'm going to tell you if you order it and you don't wear a medium i damn well better see your fat ass in this medium. yes absolutely okay all right otherwise i'm going to put it on and you're going to see my fat ass in this okay so um so yes first person to get an email for the shirt wins it Done. Um, Done. Yours. Okay. Um, you may have noticed in that little thing an automated email. That was the source of much swearing and much money. And I'll talk about that next time because this episode we're keeping it short. Um Yeah. And it basically anyway. came about because Jason can't say model club TV at gmail.com. <laughs> Actually, that's fucking true. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so- he had to spend $150 on some equipment that he can hit the button and the email pops up. So model club TV. But it looks pretty cool. It looks pretty f- professional. And you'll, since you can't see it right now, when you see this episode come out, you're going to be like, Hey, yeah, that was worth $160. Sure was. Cause you All can't right. talk anyway. <laughs> Get it fixed. Did I, have I ever told you my, my, what my family does to me and my mumbling? Have I ever told you this? No, this ought to be my good. dad and my brother make fun of me incessantly for my mumbling 
my entire life. And I, and I have, I do have a mumbling problem. I admit it fully and I speak for a living <laughs> and I totally get it. But I was, I was going through, I forget what I was watching or reading, but it was about anxiety disorders and people with social anxiety. And one of the biggest sim symptoms of people with social anxiety is mumbling. And so I took that paper back to my dad and I go, you've been making fun of me my entire life for a psychological problem. Anyway, sorry, Mike Calvert, Typhon Studios. I'm your host, Jason Mumbles Walker. And uh, <laughs> there you go. This is therapeutic for me. It really is. Okay. Um, Could you understand? Did you ever see Dick Tracy? Yes. No, my so brother makes fun of me. We went... <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we saw that movie. He goes, "Ha, ah, that sounds like you." And I was like, "Hate you." All right. All anyway, right, on to our drawing. Right, yes, our we're, drawing. we're trying to keep this short because, again, second time right. we're doing it. Um, you know what? Though this is good because we have new material. We do have new material. <laughs> we we can't relive the jokes I made last time. There were some great ones though. I know. But anyway, all right. That's Mike Calvert, Typhon Studios, has given as generously given sent us across the Atlantic Ocean one of his kits. Now, Scott, there's a special rule for this giveaway. Would you like to tell everyone what it is? We don't have a button for that. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> Next time. I'm not even kidding. You don't understand how much swearing it took for that to happen. So, so please, just that the email shows up is a. We have to limit this to our U.S. Um, watchers. And the reason being is. The last one of the the first drawing we had, we had to send. Um, where did you have to send that to England? England, yeah, it was uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was it was not cheap, and, and we're not complaining. No, and we're not complaining because we got the kit for free, and you and know, we wanted to it, make someone happy, so we wanted to make someone happy, and and him and I, and we both split the cost. I didn't make him pay for it because all I hear about is really bought one hundred fifty dollars, so I could put a name up here, right. but um, so it's but. Regardless, so it would actually be cheaper for you to probably buy this if you lived overseas, just buy it straight from Mike than it would be for us to send it back to you. However, if you didn't buy this bust because of the shipping costs, now's your chance to get this bust yeah. shipped to you for free in the United States. And we have, and it's it's one of their earlier releases. Sculpted by Kent Kidwell, the Phantom of the Opera. Now, we are going to put pictures up. I was going to open the kit up and show people, but it is packed so nicely, I don't want to ruin it. So let me just, like, there's a scroll in there. A scroll. There's a scroll. And, is there I a mean, scroll in there? Come on. There is a scroll. And, and it's got string tying it together. It's so, and, it's so neatly packed. I don't want to touch sure. this. Because I, you know, but I, I was looking at pictures and we're going to put some pictures up. I believe this has two heads. Yeah, I, I got to go back and look too. Um, <laughs> this uh, would have been done. I would have looked at those pictures when I was editing yesterday, but, you know, we had to redo it. So, yes, so, um, there's this. The so, other thing that comes with it, you get a really cool, I mean, seal. He's sent, there's some other really cool, um, and I said really cool twice. There's some fan of the opera pieces that go with it. The music sheets are there kind of see him there's an admit one ticket i mean this is a kit this is how garage kit companies are going to have to stay alive i think in the days of 3d printing you get all these little cool extras that are coming with it um what are those are those like tattoos uh those are stickers 
Oh, okay. So, and I think they're all I'm, stickers, actually. I think that feels like a sticker, but I don't want to mess with it. I want it. a Jaeger Army sticker. And then this is a Typhon, two Typhon stickers. I want and a then Typhon sticker. A really nice card that you I can even, want edit this, this out. Is I want frameable. all this. This is frameable. Just, hey, just edit all that out. I want all this stuff. No. You, <laughs> you could pay me and I'll put your name in the drawing. That's great. All right. So, yeah. So, please, US people, send us an email to. Oh, no, it didn't work. <laughs> Model Club TV at gmail.com. <laughs> um, with uh, Phantom as the yes, uh, tagline. Phantom as the subject matter. Subject and Jason line. will, uh, I don't know what he does after that. I, you'll I know get a he, ticket number and then we'll draw you, your name. You'll get a ticket number and we'll draw on our next episode. That we'll call the pre-surgery. Could be Scott's last episode episode. Um, yeah. You know what? If I drop, I want everyone Dude. to watch what happened to him right there. So, <laughs> but um, yeah. So again, modelclubtv at gmail.com. Uh, I don't want to find a new co-host. You better not die. Subject phantom. And um, we'll get you in there. And again, U.S. Uh, watchers only. On this one, unfortunately, watchers are uh, listeners. Also, or listeners, yeah, yeah. or just stragglers. There is, I, 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 I don't know if people know, but I always put it in this in the uh, information. This is available audio as well, so you can listen. If you say, Alexa, play Model Club TV, you can find the podcast um, and listen to it that way, or download it through pod- podcast software if you like to listen instead of look and work. So, yeah. But thank you, Mike Calvert. This is awesome. And again, don't forget T-shirt. Size medium, first email, or size triple X, but you have to take a picture in the shirt. Yeah. And and again, um, the folks that have donated kits, Mike, Troy, Paul, twice now. Larry. Um, Larry, we really appreciate it. And, you know, again, if anyone wants to get their product out there and just donate, you know, have it donated, uh, hey, we'll do it. You we're know, getting, we're we getting get, about we're keeping, 200 so. viewers an episode. So at least 200 people will see that you're selling something. And, you know, no one's paid us to say anything. We're just, whatever. We'll, we'll help we're anybody else. We're kissers, apparently. Yes. So, uh, yep. <laughs> and be sure to please, please hit that like button. Even yes. if you're a subscriber, hit that like button. The like button helps a ton. So, and comment. Comments and likes are where going to help us get kind of noticed. But, yep. Which I don't know if we even really want, but whatever. Oh, I love the comments. I love answering the comments. No, not the comments. I don't think we want to get noticed very much because oh. we could probably get in trouble for some of the stuff we say. But anyway, we're a little slap hip. Look, I am not wearing a black t-shirt for the person that made that comment. Patty's pug. I'm wearing a gray t-shirt. I was wearing a green t-shirt the first time we filmed it, and now I'm not. Okay. All right. On to, hey, wait, no, I wanted to ask you. I saw some movies. Lucky. Couple things. I hate you. Um, based on Phil Kupka, I saw Velocipaster, the story, the sad tale <laughs> of a pastor that turns into a dinosaur. And it is terrible, but good. The dinosaur looks like it's made out of paper mache and he fights ninjas. That's all I really need to say. And after that, I watched Wolf Cop, which came up from a couple episodes ago with the Wolf Cop bust from Dave Schmidt. Yes. Uh, I kind of want. 
I kind of want that kit now. I want to go back and get it. That movie's pretty good. It's ridiculous. Super Canadian werewolf cop movie who's a drunk, crazy cop and ends up being a cop as a werewolf. Uh, it's pretty cool. And we were totally wrong when we talked about it. It is not an old movie. It is a newer movie. So and we made a mistake for the first time. Was that sculpted by oh, Mark sure. Fantine? I think so. Yep. Yep. Uh, that was our first mistake we've ever made. Yeah. Yeah. Second we'll mistake was not recording Jason's <laughs> audio, which maybe wasn't a mistake. So maybe I'm we should have just dumped in like stupid it. questions. Like, you know, how do you feel about the rectum as a whole? You know, <laughs> stuff like that. I'm never going to live it down. And then the other thing I did watch was I watched Blade Runner, but for the first time in 4K on my brand new uh, Blade Runner 4K in Blu ray, not Blu ray, 4K DVD on my new 4K player. That thing looks amazing. The sound is amazing, but it's almost too clear because you can see how all the models are built. The building, the original pyramid building that they find, like it looks beautiful. And I'm so used to watching it on VHS, so it was shocking to see it that way. And that was my problem with a lot of DVDs, the Blu-rays, is a lot of CGI really, yeah. the clearer you get it, it just doesn't look real. It, uh, you You know, and it's... Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes well, see, here's what helps we that. overdo it. What helps that is I think for Blade Runner specifically is they used a lot of models for that. It wasn't CGI. So mm. it looks a little better than and it doesn't pull you out as much. So definitely try and watch that in, in 4K if you can. It's really, really, really worth it. So what happened? The Lord of the Rings movies didn't put you to sleep so you figured Blade Runner would do it? <laughs> I'm telling you one day I'm going to push a button on this thing and Peter Jackson is going to appear there and you're going to be like, oh, no. I didn't even say his worst no, King Kong movie ever made ass. You're, you're thinking yeah. it. You're thinking it. So uh, did you see anything worth talking about? No. <laughs> I, I watched an animated Batman. Batman the Killing Joke was based on a... Um, they call it, I don't know why they call it a graphic novel because at the time it was what they would just call a one-shot comic. Yeah. And it was um, beautifully drawn by Brian Boland. And so to me, I was used to seeing these beautiful artwork. So the animation was kind of simple, but the story was good. It was, you know, I'll have to revisit because mm-hmm. I haven't read it in years and see how close it was. I, I think they added stuff to it because, you know, how do you make a comic book into an hour and 10 minutes or hour and 20 minutes but it was like the first animated batman thing i've watched start to finish Um, there's a few more on there okay i shouldn't say that was the first no i did watch the dark knight um it's that where are you watching it just in my uh what i like to call my brain like where like on what hbo max is that where it is or how yes i think it is i think it is on hbo max okay yeah they do have a lot of the dc stuff on there so it's kind of the opposite of Disney. Yeah, someone said they, they accidentally showed the Snyder cut of Justice League. They did? Yeah, accidentally. It was an accident. So I think it only happened once. Oh, man. So, okay. That's a big mistake. But oopsie. Yeah, that's a huge mistake. Um, uh, I also watched, and this is, we're going along here again. <laughs> that's always, I watched St. Maud, which is one of my favorite movies of all time now. And if you get a chance, I highly recommend St. Maud. Uh, and we'll leave it at B. Arthur in it. No. Hmm. Uh, 
There's a lot. There's a lot of uh, kerosene in that movie. Uh, anyway. All right. Let's move on to news and reviews. Scott, did you get anything? Did you see anything? So, um, yes, I purchased this. Um, and we showed it, I think, last episode. Jeff Yeager sculpted this Dracula for John Deary. And that came and the castings are beautiful. Um, they look nice. Yeah, they yeah John, nice. John's, you know, still on a bit of a learning curve with a rotocaster, but he's getting there. And um, this is a everywhere. tricky piece to rotocast the piece with the torso and the cape. And um, but he did a great job. So cool. and it's a Dracula that's got a different face. He's kind of grimacing, you know, like, you know, but you don't see teeth. So, And we learn why later on you don't see teeth. Yeah. So I picked that up and that's Monsters from the Woods. John Deary, I think it's a 185 plus shipping. Um, and I know he's bitching about it because he's got a ton of orders and he's already got rashes on his hands from the resin. <laughs> so Have fun. Have fun casting, sir. All right. Next piece um, that I saw on the Jaeger army as well <clears throat> is Grimsdyke from tales of the crypt tales from, tales the, from crypt. the crypt, the movie, not the TV show. Yeah. And, uh, this thing is beautiful. Yeah, and it again, is, it's, and it's, it's of nice. course it's something I've never seen, but it is really <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, not sure the scale, probably quarter scale. If it goes along with, um, you know, everything else Paul does. And I hope it's a little smaller. I, I really I think kinda, I, I actually saw a picture of this already in rubber, and I really don't know how. I mean, I know he's pumping out those black cat busts and all his other busts, yeah. and now he's doing this. Um, I, you can't say the guy isn't, you know, w- working like crazy doing this stuff. So yeah. no, um, it looks really, really good. Yeah, another really nice piece uh, by Jeff and Paul Gill, Gilman Productions figure model kits. Paul Gill on Facebook. Um, you can reach him there. And I think in the clubhouse too. I think he's gray beard in the clubhouse. Yeah, he is. Yep. I think you can reach him there. So, um, but nice kit. And the last uh, model kit I picked up was this stupid little monkey. And I'm going to see if I can get it close just to get myself out of focus. Yeah. And then we'll have to worry about that again. That's a cool and monkey. <laughs> it's it just, he's goofy looking. The guy put it up there. And, you know, I'm a sap for cartoon kits. Not that this is necessarily yeah. a cartoon character if it is please somebody let me know i don't even know who sculpted this or who made it or i mean it's really got jimmy flintstone written all over it but kind of yeah it does feel jimmy-ish but i don't want to say for sure oh, i don't want to insult uh that reminds me after the last episode where we were talking about jimmy flintstone mm-hmm. i went to order the kit that i was that godzilla bust on his website and it would not accept my address i went through the shopping cart did all that stuff and it kept saying my address was invalid. It would not complete the purchase process. I tried to buy a model kit. I'm going to have to go back and try it again and see what was wrong. But it, I don't know. So we'll figure it out. So while you were talking and I wasn't paying attention, of I got course. out my magnifying glass. And because um, I saw a signature in the back of this. And it's Sam Arneson, A-R-N-E-S-O-N. 2002 oh that's old now that doesn't sound like a big deal but this is 19 years old yeah okay well i don't know what this was for i don't know what it sold originally for a gentleman sold this to me off of one of the groups 
for um god i think like 25 bucks and uh casting's really good i'm looking here and, and i don't know if you're gonna be able to make this out so hold on i'm gonna turn it to the camera yeah you, you can't so this right here is flash but he used it so the resin would flow there so that's kind of gotcha. cool and then you can cut right out i just noticed that while i'm sitting here and uh there's even let's see if you can see it it's kind of funny so the way that flash goes right up that monkey's butt so there's gonna be monkey butt monkey butt, 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 butt. Oh, man. you gotta put some balls okay. on that thing too the other thing i bought i bought this on amazon i've been promising this foam review forever and so i bought another uh product to add to that foam review and i think it was six bucks sculpt and paint sculpt sculpt sculpture canvas sculpt and paint I want to say this is 18 by 24 by three centimeters, whatever that goes down to. So I think it's about an inch. What is it? Um, and it's a foam and um, that you can carve and then oh, paint. it's like a carving block. Yeah. And it looks a lot like uh, the balsa foam. And, and again, I'll, I'll throw myself out of focus if I can. But here is the back of it, you know, just a craft that yeah. someone's doing. Okay. You know. So it'll be interesting to see how that works as well. All right. So um, there we go. That's all I got. What did you get? Did you uh, get anything? I, I just picked up two new miniatures from the store today, actually, that were birthday. They were like limited edition <sighs> birthday for a store when it opens. So nothing really to talk about. Um, we did see the witch kit painted. Yes. Our friend, who I can't wait to have on, Anthony Aranjo. Painted this uh, again, sculpted by Jeff Yeager, and I think we should have the Jeff Yeager drinking game every time Jeff's name is mentioned. Okay, because screw Robson, he doesn't even comment on our stuff anymore. But um, so the uh, which was sculpted by Jeff Yeager, and you got the update last episode from Mark Worthling. But here's uh, Anthony Arango's beautiful paint job and uh can't wait to get this one this is really cool yeah it looks really good the, the the witch's pot the way he painted that looks great yep looks really cool so awesome um anything else news and review i think that's pretty much it it's been kind of slow uh, i did find an old g fan when i was going through some stuff look at that yeah episode or episode <laughs> that's i got podcast um issue number 12 november december 1994 and I think I went this actually there's a really cool there's a picture in the back that when I saw it this I, I thought this was pretty cool when I saw this it says G fan connection Chicago G gathering prelude to con question mark so this was before G fest even happened so this was kind of like you know like the the early days of Jersey fest as well but they did it here in Chicago first for Godzilla um but I, I think I went to the G Fest the year after that, like 95, because I remember driving up from normal to go buy, and I bought a Gamera kit that day. All right. When he says driving up from normal, understand that's where he went to college. That's the city's name, because he's never returned to normal. from The workbench. Dun, 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 dun. Scott, we got a new part of the workbench, a new segment within a segment. We're going to just show pictures of our workbenches the day before or the day of we record these things. That no, was a couple days ago. Um, here's mine. 
I have two workbenches. I have one that I kind of do my painting and where I do the recording. And then I have a building bench back there that I kind of separated to kind of keep it separate. So I'll just put up those two pictures. This is kind of how I work. It's crazy. You'll see very similar how Bill does. And this is actually calm for my desk. Um, how about yours? Here's yours. Here's mine. As you can see, mine's very organized and clean because I don't do anything. And um, I, I think the goal for this thing is to watch and see what changes on Scott's workbench over, over yeah, the episode. Because my little tiny tear is there and I've got some other little projects there. But um, So yeah, I thought that would be kind of cool just to see what we do yeah. as it's going. So we'll keep going that. Speaking of tiny tears, are you ready? I know you want to call me out on this, so... I finished puttying my seams and I went to wash this thing and scrub it. And <laughs> I got back to the seat, started hitting it with the hairdryer and noticed a fin was missing. So I looked all over the floor, couldn't find it. I went back to the sink, undid the drain elbow in the sink to see if it went down the drain, looked in the sump pit to see if it went down into the sump pit. I couldn't find it. So I'm in the process of re-sculpting one fin to go in here. Now, Scott has a problem with my fins. Care to share? I sure do. So I don't know why he's re-sculpting it, because he's not putting them on the way they're supposed to be put on. So when you got this from Mr. Parks, um, it came with this piece of paper in it that showed how the fins attached, and you see the head to toe, or head to tail there. and um, directions and i don't know if this will focus on this but if anyone needs this picture by the way i can send you a picture of this the jpeg i refuse to take it remember but jason um apparently thinks he's better than the original artist and he's gonna build it his way well okay mike's dead Mine's gonna be built the way it was meant to be so since mike is dead he can't yell at me or attack me for doing it this way i like the arch the arc of it instead of the build up to the high right if you agree with me please leave a comment below that'd be great um and if you believe in artistic integrity um <laughs> it should be the way mike you know and i'm working out and putting poop on his foot i had decided someone in the comments had a great idea for bubble gum that he was stepping in gum i think that's a great idea that's I'll kurt Krauss, who can't walk and chew gum on his own so <laughs> so that's that the, and then the 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 saga of the iron maiden airplane ended i finished it Holy crap, did I swear a lot. Um, the cool thing that came out of that is, and I just put the bottles over there. The cool thing that came out of that is I used Microsol and Microset, which I had never used for decals before. The Microset you put on to set the decals, and the Microsol, was, I, I was always told, because I had never actually used it, softens the decal and lets it go over three-dimensional parts. And so you don't get wrinkles, and it really thins it out. That stuff works really well. Like, really well. And you can see the panel and not being an airplane guy or a car guy, I've never done this before, but you can see the panel lines through the decals once you you've done that a few times and it looks like it's painted on. It's, I couldn't believe it. So, so is the decal dry when you apply so, that? Yeah. Then? You, so you have to let it dry first. You let it set, let it dry like totally. And then you brush that stuff on in a series of brush it on from the center out to kind of help start smoothing it. Then let that dry then do it again, let it dry. And it's just a process of doing it over and over and over until it looks right. And it looks really good. And Are you the can directions kind of see it in the bottle? The 
Um, I think so. But I there's tons I'm of sure videos. There's videos. Yeah, I'm there's sure tons there. on YouTube. That's how I went and looked. Um, there's some really good videos actually on how you use it. So check out Microsol and Microset if you have to do decals. I 100% recommend that. Um, and which of these uh, decals, sir, uh, was the one you ripped while you were talking to me on the phone and uh, started the- cussing? <laughs> Everyone's going to think I swear a lot. I do. Um, the left side. Is there a word for the left side of an airplane? Aft? What is that tail? What is that? I don't yeah, know. I know. Go ahead and screw that up and <laughs> piss off the military guys. I... Mm-hmm. The left side of the plane tail, the flag on the tail. I was brushing it with that with the Microsoft, and it just totally, I ripped the, oh no, it was before that. I ripped the corner off. And then the Microsoft I used, I put the corner back on there, and it blended it together and fused it, and you can't even tell. So that stuff, you ever rip a decal, that will fix it and make it look really good so yeah that's the workbench now, i usually me. say you have to put decals over a gloss finish you didn't in this case i didn't it worked fine it worked yeah i there was t- the only problem i had the micro set beads up on it a lot which it might do on on gloss i would think i just didn't want to have to gloss that whole thing and then if it was from if it was for me i might have done that but and i didn't do all the panel lines i just I was over it. And I had to paint the two miniature eddies that go with it too. The guy that sits in the cockpit. And anyway, that's me for the workbench. How about you? Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Hey, I took a picture of mine. You did. I, that's a good start. I think that we could workbench shame you eventually. <laughs> it might be the guess. Uh, Whatever. Yeah. Adjust your volume. Yeah. Real quick, we want to thank everyone for the comments on the um, video montage tribute to Matt in our last day's, uh, episode. Um, I think Trevor shared it on Matt's page and Matt's family saw it, and they really were thankful that we did it. And um, I, it's one of the few things here I can't take credit for. Um, Jason put that together, although I did provide a few of the photos, but um, of course he takes credit. probably the better photos, but um, and a lot of the photos I think came from Thad as well, yeah. if not yeah, most of the rest of them. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, again, just a real quick note, you know, he, he's really going to be missed and thanks for the kind words, even if you didn't know him and uh, thanks for the uh, kind words uh, on the video montage and the yeah, tribute. Thank you. Okay, on to our guest. On to our guest. Our guest today is Bill Monster Jones. And it's a name that's been around for a while. And I wanna I wanna say thank you to Bill for doing it twice. (laughs) Oh my god. I I'm not even kidding. When I had to email him, I thought he was gonna he's the nicest guy you'll ever meet. So I kind of knew I'd be okay, but I still was like, he might just tell me to go screw. Like, yeah, email him and tell me you screwed up again. Let me know how that goes. I know. I hope it. I hope everything went well today. Uh, Because I can tell you right now, I'm not recording. I'm not recording it again either. We will be. We'll go right to 19. Yep. It'll be the lost episode. Um. Thank you, Bill. Seriously, but Bill Monster Jones has been around for a while. He loves his sci-fi. He loves his Godzilla stuff, and we're gonna get a cool, pretty uh, tour of his monster cave. Uh, in his house and see a lot of his collection. And there's some really good modeling tips in there. Um, But yeah, enjoy the interview.
everybody. We are back with our guest, Bill Monster Jones, the amazing modeler from the state of Texas. How are you, sir? I am super. We are through with our big giant freeze of the century here, and uh, things are looking good around here. Excellent. Where at in Texas are you? I'm in Austin, Texas, which is the very center of Texas. Cool. Um, yeah. The last time I saw you, other than the other day when this got messed up, um, what was where was the last place I saw you? It was Wonderfest, right? Wonderfest, correct. What year was that, you think? I believe that was 2004 with the Creature from the Black Lagoon crowd. And that you was next to me. I yeah, was at I, the Creaturescape table. Yeah, it was right around. Yep, Creaturescape. We'll talk about that a little bit later, too. We're going to get a quick tour of your monster den, your monster cave, can we call it, in here in a little bit. But other than that, your, your quick history in the hobby, how did you find monster model kits? Uh, I'm pretty sure you're an Aurora guy like Scott. I have a feeling you're in that same age range, but is, but, is that true? Yes. Uh, the, I started off building Aurora models, and like everybody else, you pick up the box and you look at the box art and you go, wow, that is cool. <laughs> you got to have that box art. And you just stare at it, and then you convince your parents to give you a dollar to buy the darn thing. And I built those many, many, many times. And then I started subscribing to this magazine, Famous Monsters, and it was this issue that had uh, all the, the custom diorama stuff where people kit, did actual kit bashing, and uh, that really turned me on. So I, I've lo been loving that ever since. Cool. Um, did you buy that on a newsstand? Yeah. Did you remember getting that on the newsstand, that issue? Or did you get it as a back issue at some point? Well, I sold all my stuff years ago, but I went and bought that on eBay. You, but I mean, when you originally saw that issue, yeah. did you bought yeah. it right off the newsstand fresh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Were you a subscriber, Scott, or did you just kind of pick not. it up as a kid? So when I started to get it, my brother had a few sporadic issues, and by the time you know I kind of did my own thing, they were in the '90s already. But that particular issue, because it had King Kong on the cover, I ordered as a back issue. And Bill, I don't know if you ever ordered any back issues directly from Warren, but they took forever to get there, you know, because that was back in the days. Send a check or money order, and you send a check, and it'd wait to clear, and and you'd get these things from them, and they were like mint, right off the newsstand condition, and so that was always really cool because it was like getting a new issue, but it was old. And yeah, when I saw that, I went nuts. But um, so that's why I was just curious about that issue. So Bill's a little older than me. Just and saying. I, and of course, I'm a little younger. I'm a child of Fangoria. So when that's the monster, that's the monster magazine I used to read all the time. Um, what got you back into the hobby? I went to a, uh, a toy fair here in Austin, and I saw a magazine called Kit Builders and Blue uh -huh. Snippers. And I picked that up, and I flipped through it, and, I, and my, my eyeballs bugged out. And I went, oh, my God, this is incredible. And then the Toy Shop magazine, I, I remember that big trade magazine they had yep. pictures of stuff like billikens and they had uh the the creature versus croc model in there they had a picture of it and i was like oh man this this <laughs> whole uh, aurora model thing has exploded so between the kit builders i found out there was a new ex renaissance for these monster models so uh, i sent off everything i could get any catalog or you know from q box i don't remember q box i remember q i had q box I told, yes yeah and Monsters in Motion, they had like basically everything was Xerox, their catalog, you know. Same with Xerox. Puff and Stuff. Did you order stuff from them too? 
puff and stuff. Yeah. 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 And uh, I didn't know anything about Billiken. And, I, and when I finally got the first Billiken kit or something, I was like, this is Aurora on steroids, <laughs> you know? Yep. And that was the thing, like, you wouldn't even get, like, it was Xerox, the catalog, when they had the Xerox mm. catalogs, it was yep. usually the list of the name of the thing, and then maybe a little thumbnail picture that someone had cut out and glued when they Xeroxed it. Right. And so you really never knew what it was. You couldn't just search up a picture and find what it was like it is now. And it, there is that, that fanzine-esque part to it way back then that is really cool. It's free computer days, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's... And that's how we kind of met, I think, originally all of us was Gremlins in the Garage, like late 90s, 90s, mid 90s. Um, And at that point, what was your first kit? Like the one that you really remember that you're like, okay, this I'm back. I'm going to build like I did. I went to a local uh, hobby shop and they had the Horizon Creature from the Black Lagoon. And that was 30 bucks. And I was I was blowing a gasket like 30 bucks. (laughs) I know. How dare they? Same and, thing and here. Don's so Hobby World. Nowadays, yep. I mean, it, nowadays, it's through the roof, right? Yeah. How, do, do you still have that? That one? I sure do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's, I still have those first ones, too. So you were telling us earlier, before we start recording, about the Illuminator kit that you had built, too. That's right. My, my wife was, uh, was aware of my monster uh, fetishes, and she <laughs> bought me, <laughs> she bought me the Illuminator Dracula. Uh-huh. And uh, one time it's, it, it snowed here again in Texas, and we were kind of locked in. So I built that thing and painted it, and I realized how much fun it was because it was many years since I'd stopped doing it. And uh, I have more patience now since I'm older. You know, I could paint at the correct places, you know, and not smear it all blood and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a great time, and I put some pins as a fang. So I, I kind of kit bashed that right off the bat because I was always like, Hey, you know, Bela Lugosi, you know, they never shows fangs, you know, so I, I added little pins in that and it turned out really well. And it kind of, you know, once you do something once you go, I'm going to do that again. Cool. So, Scott, why didn't they show his teeth? Do you know? He had bad teeth. I, yeah. I think he had bad teeth or he didn't like to show his teeth because his teeth weren't great. I had read somewhere, I believe. So back then in 1931, you'd have never got past the censors, you know, showing somebody ripping somebody's throat out or anything, <laughs> you know, you'll notice you never really see him bite anybody. You, you know, it's same with the Wolfman. You never saw the Wolfman, you know, actually bite anybody. So it was crazy. Um, so Bill, I got a quick question. Yes, you did that Dracula. You glued it up and you painted it, obviously. Did you know anything about seaming kits or any of those tricks at that point? Or... Did that come later no. on or just, you know? I did not. I didn't know about seaming kits, you know. Uh, I did have some acrylic paint, I believe, and, and mm-hmm. I knew to prime it somehow. So I primed it and I used acrylic paint. But uh, no, it was, you know, when I started buying paints again, I was like, oh, this is going to turn to obsession real quick. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Once you buy a couple of colors and you go, this ain't going to cut it, you know. So when did you first catch on to the whole seaming, dry brushing, all that? I mean, were, were you a David Fisher uh, disciple like so many of us? Or? Yes. I bought the, the, the VHS tape. And after that first tape, I was like, man, I got my work cut out after that because I saw his Predator diorama with the hunting party. I'm like, holy cow, look at that. Yeah, that uh, was nice. It was amazing. So. Uh, 
did you do like I did too and go buy every single thing that he had in that video? Like the same airbrush. I went and bought the same airbrush. I went and bought the same, uh, we know as close to the same tools as I could find. Um, what airbrush was it? Was it a Sotar at that time or something? I think the Sotar didn't yeah. come to the second okay. video, but That's what, all right. Or, uh, no, the Sotar came in the third video. I okay. think the testers, the Aztec came in. Yeah, he did use that. That was my yep. first airbrush was the Aztec. It was the Aztec. It's a little and, nozzles, you know? Yeah, and you just clean the nozzles rather than pull the needle out and all that. And uh, I still have mine, of course. Mitten box. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, Wait, have you never used it? I think I've used it a little bit, or I've played with it a little bit oh, okay. um, it had a splatter tip which was kind of cool yeah that that's is kind of about yeah, that cool. i would i would use that for the splatter tip mm -hmm. that, that's a hard thing to recreate hey you know what i found this is totally and we, we might talk about this later if you go there's a, a for 3d printing there's a website called thingiverse where you can just yes. people make things and you can print them out someone makes a splatter tip a, attachment for airbrushes and it's just like a plastic thing that you clip on the end of your airbrush and it and the paint kind of gathers on there and then splatters out instead of like trying to do it with your needle. So if you ever get a chance, check it out. It it it, it doesn't. I couldn't find the one to fit my airbrush, so I I never got to try it. I think they make them for for badgers, and I have the have an Iwata, so it didn't fit mine. But check it out, anyone Thingiverse. There's some cool stuff to print on there. That's cool. But, yeah. What I use for splatter now, I use a toothbrush and dip it into paint and just flick it right on that paint. <laughs> I do that a lot too. When I used to I splatter recently... blood, and then my hand would come away looking like I slammed my th thumb in a door. Oh yeah. I recently saw a um one of the sideshow videos, one of the painters, and um I forgot which one. It wasn't Anthony, I, it might have been Kat. And she was painting a face, and they actually use a slight um like speckling splatter on there to blend their stuff. Yeah. It was really yeah interesting to see that i think steve had told me about that tip too at one time but um the, yeah i did that i i got those the first two videos and i was like i went and bought everything yeah i didn't you know yeah because you see what can be done like if he can do it you know uh mm -hmm. man, that's uh, something to aspire to i still have bottles this is no shit bill <laughs> i still have bottles of the Floquil um airbrush thinner you know, they came in the blue bottle. I probably still have about five of those upstairs still unopened. So I used to use that too. That was great stuff. Yeah. I word to the wise, it burns when you get in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think I like the smell of that stuff. It's oh yeah. Kind of, yeah. It's, oh, it's, yeah. it's a good smell. Um, well, yeah, I don't smell paint. Um, what brought, what, like your favorite genre of model kit? Where are you? What, what is it? I know it's monsters. There's a name there, but what what monsters specifically? You would say this is my this is my wheelhouse. What is it? My I would say my wheelhouse is anything from the fifties or the sixties, which w would include uh, you know the the basic thirties guys too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but you know, I, I love B monsters. Uh, you know, I like Mark Brokaw. I love all the B monster stuff, creature fifties. And uh, Godzilla, which is included in that, that's a whole no that's a whole another uh, vein there. <laughs> but Creature from the Black Lagoon, yeah, I'd say he's my favorite. And the and the really like the the B movie sci fi stuff, the the classic like sci fi monsters and stuff, which you don't see a lot of that. Like there's some, there's a couple places that do a lot, of, but they're I think 
if we got as many of those B movie monsters as we do the classic thirties there and, and done really well, th- those would do re- like they would do really well for those producers if they kept making them. Uh, they do well by me. I yeah. I know. <laughs> you're you're going to corner the market on those too. Um, Billiken was one of the first ones, right? Yeah. They, the, yeah. The Colossal man and she creature. It she conquered the world. Yeah. yeah. Saucer man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and those designs oh. are so original and different too. You don't see, they're 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 just they don't do stuff like that anymore. Like just out there crazy designs. Like here's a walking triangle with crab claws. You don't. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's weird. Uh, do you want to take us on a tour? I sure do. Okay. Let Excellent. Me, uh, let me un- unhinge myself here. From my... You're our. I think you're our first phone guest, so this makes it really easy. Instead of walking around with a cord and a camera. Okay. Okay, let's see if I can get turned around here. Oh, here we go. Hey, cool. we're mobile. So as I said, the, the 50s stuff is what I like. And you know, if you look at these posters, like the 50-foot woman here, you know, the, the movie is not that good, but the poster is killer. The pil- That poster is killer. <laughs> you know, all the little guys down there, Reynolds Brown, the artist, I love all the Reynolds Brown stuff, you know? Yeah. And to me, that's, that is really cool. Like I said, you can put sprockets on these posters, as they said. And then we have the, you know, the 50-foot woman kit right there. I'm surprised on that poster more guys aren't looking. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Right. Actually, that'd be pretty scary if that's small at that point. Yeah, she's a little more than 50 feet in that shot. But <laughs> yeah. cool, you, know? you might never find your way out of there. That's a Victoria's Secret size you're not going to find. <laughs> that's right. No kidding. <laughs> so, you know, there's the Jeff Yeager uh, Nosferatu. Which I love. Super job. Uh, Mike Hill's Dracula. Still the best Dracula out there, I think. Yeah. And check this out. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) That's my dad. (laughs) Which Frankenstein bus is that? I mean, monster. Sorry. That's uh, uh, Rob Rotunde, you know, Needful Things bus. I forget, I forget who sculpted that. That meant Robert Ortiz, I believe. I'm not sure. Anyway, going down another level here. There's the Metaluna mutant. That's still. I think that's my favorite big head. I I love that. Yeah. Really cool, man. I, I did a pretty good job on those eyeballs. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Curse of the werewolf. And here's a model I actually didn't paint. I want to repaint it, but it's Godzilla with a train in his mouth. That was the first time I ever spent $500 on a model kit. I, you know, I was going to say, that's a pricey one, Bill. That's a pricey one. <laughs> the first it's, time he spent $500. Yeah. Oh, well, with the Kyoto, which makes a lot of Godzilla models, they had an online store that you could buy stuff. And they were going, they said, this is the last day for the store, the last day to order it. And I had a credit card number, and that's all she wrote. Wow. <laughs> Valley of the Guanji. That's the uh, Kyoto Guanji, or I don't think I've ever seen that in person. I had to give a lot of dental work. I, I put toothpicks for teeth in there. It makes it a little bit gnarlier. Yeah, it does look gnarly. <laughs> it totally does. <laughs> I like so, it. So there, your monolith monster. I want to go on record as saying I have seen that movie. I will probably never watch it again, but I have seen that movie. So I well, just what was your opinion? I thought it was kind of cool, right? Well, it was. It was typical 50s goofy stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was like, I forgot what stopped them. Was it water or Seawater. 
yeah yeah it was sodium salt water so uh so yeah. just cry on it it'll run just away just fly and uh help me <laughs> and uh teenage werewolf mike hills I, I made a little custom base i don't know if you can see the uh popcorn there oh yeah oh, yeah yeah, yeah. He dropped his popcorn and he's got a little, little poster behind him i thought that was kind of cool and this is a, uh, another kit bash idea with Godzilla and a Mothra kit where Mothra <laughs> pulls him away from the egg. I, yep. I love that scene. His wings are flapping so fast. In that point. Yeah, it drags him backwards. Yeah. And here's a primed rat thing that came uh, There's a, There's a, a documentary on Ed Roth called Tales of the Rat Thing. And uh, this came out in, in conjunction with that documentary. Everybody in Big Roth Big Daddy Roth fans, check out Tales of the Rat Think. It's an awesome documentary. Okay. So it's a right in town. Yeah. It's really it's a lot of fun. It's really colorful. It's got animation. You see Rat Think running around. I'm not a um autograph hound per se. And Ed Roth was at the first Wonderfest I was at. And it's one of the few autographs I regret not getting. Yeah. I yeah. And he was really nice. He was really I was too cool. young to understand it at that time. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys get that DVD. I think you can get it on eBay. Okay. And it, and it has all cool cars, and they all talk, and it tells about how he created the first T-shirts with uh, logos and, and pictures on the monsters on the T-shirts. And, and he, he did a lot, just in just the cars. This is the Bat Rat Spider Crab from a Lunar <laughs> the Model. Best, the best name. I know, and I put some I put some glass eyes in them, which kind of gave a really kind of yeah. look to it. and some drool, you know. Here's some uh, Jeff Yeager one quarter scale Dracula Frankenstein Wolfman the big trio there. Well, let's see over here we got uh, the Creature Kids Halloween series, which I think was just, was a genius thing. Yeah, it it really is. And they're based on the, the mask that you could buy in, in the back of Famous Monsters, right? Yeah. Yes, Topstone. Yeah. Topstone was the company, I believe. Yeah. That, Isn't that uh, a great idea? Yes, it, it really is. It, yep. And, and they're and so well done, like too. They're so, they're so dynamic know? and just oops, completely well done. I think it's something else. This this was two of the shock monster and the kids eat, eating a Snickers bar. That's me. I believe I had that creature from the Black Lagoon, the Halloween costume. That you know. And, Are those still available from anybody? Jesse. Jesse still has yeah. all those. Okay. Yeah, Jesse has those. And, and this these guys are in scale with them, so I put them with it. The, it's a coop. A oh yeah. Coop design. One. The Barsom kit. Yep. The Barsom kit, and I put a Frankie wearing a Monster Jones T-shirt there. <laughs> Is that a decal you had put on there, or did you freehand that? No, I didn't freehand. That was a little decal. I just cut it the size and it fit right on there. And gotcha. Scooby-Doo. There's a, another piece I'm real proud of is the, the creature swimming water ballet, as I call it. What did you make the water out of for that? The water is a sheet of plexiglass. And I inserted, I cut out a hole in the plexiglass and put her on top. And then I filled it in with the... Uh, uh, Oh, what's that stuff you buy at Home Depot? You fill in the cracks, caulk. Okay. Oh, okay. It's like silicone, silicone. Yeah, just silicone, yeah, silicone caulk. caulk. Yeah, it's like water. You know, when it dries, it's clear. It's like you swim in there. Where, right. where did you get the girl figure? Where Where was she from? What was? 
Well, you you know the uh, Flintstone one where the creature's carrying the girl? Yes. Jimmy Flintstone, I reposed her. So that was that, a, that's a Needful Things creature, right? The swimming creature there? Is it? That's the geometric design, and, and I reposed him. Okay, because you, okay, you moved the head then. You, you brought the head level. Yes. Um, okay. The beautiful thing about vinyl kits is that you can cut them up and repose them pretty easy, you know, vinyl. That yeah. was the one problem I had with that kit. I didn't like the way the head, you know, was just kind of looking like. Exactly. It, exactly. It, it, it was weird, but um, that's nice. And this is what I got uh, just last year. It was the, the new Halloween Nightmare with the Dracula. That's my favorite one so far, I think. Um, and the kid who is dressed as Dracula, you can see his mask there a little bit. He's like, oh, you like Dracula, huh? <laughs> well, and that's just a good, that stands alone. I mean, yeah, it goes with the series, but it, it also stands alone. You could put that by itself, and it's cool I love the cat. by itself. Yeah, the cat's good. I like the cat, too. I like how that fence is exploding. <laughs> so I'm a big Godzilla fan. This is called The Big Swing. It's one of the rare. I passed that kit up once, and it it really I regret it to this day. I'm trying to think, and this I put fur on King Kong here. And how did you do the fur on there? Because it fits. It looks just like the Toho fur. Right at the at at these hobby stores, you can buy uh, braided strands of doll hair, and I bought a couple different colors: red and brown and black, and cut them to the size of two day stubble in a little bowl. And with my fingers, I mixed it together. So, so it was even. Then I put Mod Podge, which dries flat, white glue all over the model, and, and just dabbed the fur on there. When it dried, I took a toothbrush and I removed the fur, and a lot of it stayed. That works. So it kind of looked like the. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, it totally. Hey, go back to that one for a minute, if you would, um, Bill. So, what in the hell holds that Godzilla up from. You know, just the weight of it sagging over time or anything. Is that a resin kit or is that a vinyl kit? Okay, here's it, it's a vinyl kit. Yep. And what I have to do is put a, a wire through Kong's arms into the tailpiece and then fill that with resin foam. And okay. that creates a strong enough bond that holds the critter up. Hold it up. Okay. Yeah, I remember you know, Larry when Larry Brackney when Larry Brackney built his, he was saying the same thing. He had to run a wire just like that. And do the same thing because it just yeah. Sags. I, I use a coat, coat hanger, coat yeah. hanger type thing. It works fine out of both arms, and you can cut the vinyl because it's hollow, you know. And this is sort of the answer to the big swing is the big kick. Got to get back at Kong. I kind of this is Sparta <laughs> right in the chest. <laughs> yeah. And here's what I did about a year and a half ago. I I love that scene where they're fighting over the castle and the castle goes down. Yeah. I'd like to be the model builder that like built that castle just so they could just destroy it. I mean, oh, isn't, that, like, isn't that cool? Oh, that work! <laughs> and here's the geometric Wolfman with uh, Maliva at addition that you can purchase or used to be able to. And the gypsy, another Godzilla popping out the iceberg. Did you I paint all that cool. pattern on the gypsy, or was that molded into it? No, uh, there was someone uh, who did an article about it. And they and they hand painted it, and I was like, "Oh, thanks a lot," because it was hell to paint. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, that, that, like that doesn't look fun. That's why I asked. 
Well, it it it, it, t- it tested my skills and I'm a better painter. I, you realize you, you, what you do is you put a blob and on top of the blob, you outline it in white and then you put something else and like, hey, that looks pretty good. <laughs> You'd be surprised at little, little tricks you can do that kind of tricks the eye that looks like you're doing something. Well, like you go back to that David Fisher video when he was freehanding that lace pattern on the Linnea Quigley kit. Yeah. And you're like, and you can sit there and do that with a brush. I could do it with a Sharpie. <laughs> I could never sit there and do it with a brush like that. Jesus. Yeah. He, he helped me how to do the creature from the Black Lagoon holding Julie and the, the, the styrene kit, how to do her little, uh, with the game yeah. top, whatever that is. Oh, the Paisley uh, pattern yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. That, was, that was a very helpful thing. Okay, this is my Ray Harryhausen area here. But this isn't Ray Harryhausen. This is uh, the Jaeger Frankenstein at the windmill and I put a little LED uh, light that looks like a flame behind it. And I got the flames from a, a new uh, Jaeger creature. I talked to the producer and said, hey, send us those flames. And I put it to this and I think it turned that red. Yeah, red. that light adds a lot to it. Yeah. And I always thought that one captured the um, posture of the monster so well. You know, there's so many Frankenstein's that 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 are that are real static. Look, it's the front. This is when he's freaking out. I love yes. that. No, I I liked it right away when I saw it too. Yeah, I just go over my Harryhausen area here. A lot of the monsters in motion stuff here. The I Kali. I always like that Kali kit. That's oh yeah, it's a good piece. That's a good one. Those swords are like barely on there, right? And the Sinbad goes well with that. So I, I did a little base. Put all that together. That is a Jackson bed. Yeah. And this is a, the Hydra, of course, Monsters in Motion, Joe Ladante. And I always uh, thought that was a nice kid, too. A friend of mine helped was... that Jason for me, Chris Elzardo. Oh, yeah. I know Chris. Chris sculpted a kit for me, actually. Well, there so, you go. Um, nice guy, actually. Chris is a nice guy, too. A real nice guy. He brought this, this kid over that. Uh, was supposed to be, you know, the guy that's going to re- restart Aurora, a uh, uh, Lapco, whatever that was. Oh yeah, that wasn't. Yeah, that was. Well, for those that believe that from the beginning, that was a nightmare. And he gave that guy that kid. It was a Wolfman versus Frankenstein, and I said, "Man, I never saw it again." Oh no. Yeah, that was that was. Uh, yeah, we should talk about that one day in an episode because yeah. the people that believe that I couldn't believe. I was like, "This is all <laughs> bullshit." It was like, "No way." There's the uh, Talos from Jason the Argonauts. That's I. Uh, that's the only thing I really sculpted was that boat. The, the that's Argo. a good boat. You did a well, a good job sculpting a boat. Thank you. Yeah. And I put toothpicks on there and, and little railroad people that you know are sitting in cars, but I, I painted them different. And, nice. You know, he's fixing to grab it. Off. Those that don't know, that was an unproduced geometric Max Factory uh, kit. And uh, I don't think he ever put that out because I think something happened with the license and he never actually commercially put that out, if I remember correctly. Wonderful. I've got another version of this. I'm going to have him clutching his throat when Jason lets the gas out of him. Oh, yeah. That's a a good idea. Ooh, that's real hair on that, too, isn't it? That Curse of the Werewolf? No, sir. Oh, okay. Man, it looks (laughs) like it from a a distance, though. Thank you. Thank you. Well, either it's a dust. No, I'm just kidding, Bill. I'm just giving you. <laughs> There's the uh, Blackheart bust. Is that one? That's a good. And you know, you can see right here. I've got, I've got movie posters 
And a lot of these movie posters have been made into kits too, you know. You can see here's mm -hmm. the, the wasp woman made it into a kit. So yeah, it's really awesome. They are a good source of inspiration. They really are. Yeah, I mean the artwork on them is I just Reynolds Brown, you know, he's he's the guy that I love. The man who drew bug-eyed monsters. I don't know if you ever saw that documentary. <laughs> no, you're giving it's us good movie YouTube. recommendations. Uh, the man who drew bug-eyed monsters. Check it out. It's, it's okay. a little documentary about Reynolds Brown, and he drew all these. He did the this creature one, and and he he did the mantis here. He did a lot. Of, he did the original creatures really good. And here, I just recently finished this one. I was a teenage werewolf, put out by Blackheart. I love those eyes. That's really set up. That sets it off. Wonderfest. That meat and rare Harry House in there. That was a much younger Bill Jones. Yeah, and a lot heavier too. <laughs> I can't say nothing. I was yeah. a lot lighter back then. Yeah, so Scott did the opposite. I went the opposite. You know, Scott ate the old down, Bill Jones. You know, this is my, uh, yeah. Well, no, said... where it all happens. See, it's a, I work in a complete mess. That seeing that makes me feel so much better there. because that's exactly how I work. I'm not even kidding. That's when I'm. That's exactly what my table looks like when I'm working on something. And I got a, I got a junk drawer here. She's got little pieces of resin and all kinds of little heads and all kinds of. I bet you you know where everything is though. Yep, I sure do, and that's the beauty of it. Hey, and that's, Bill, back up I, yep. just a little bit. Is that a um, Godzilla versus Bambi uh, brush holder there? Or no, that old Mike. Oh, Park? oh yeah, that the thing here. That's from a, a Kyoto, a twisting uh, uh, or nineteen sixty four. Oh. One of those big ones. But you know what? I, I I cut him off in half and had him coming out of the earth, and so I had the feet left over. So I used his feet. Oh, okay. Holder, <laughs> that's a good idea. I want that kid so bad. That's one here of the he first. Is. He has the foot of it. And that's one of the. That's one of the only kids out there, that. Uh, um, I'm like actively look at if it comes up. Now yeah. I bump here with a little foot control. Yes, I repainted the creature and put uh, uh, taxidermy eyes in there, and man, it really it really made him pop. It does. It almost and I looks lit up. The arm out. That almost does, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, so and, and you know I'm a big autograph hound, so got autographs here: uh, Bud and Lou, and and Lon Chaney and Glenn Strange. Oh wow! Guys. Lon Chaney autograph. Bob Burns. He's such a wonderful guy. There's the walking triangle with claws. That's he what I was talking about. He bought one of my about. King Kong kits. He did. Bob bought one of my King Kong kits, and it made it into the uh, documentary too that he did. Um, oh, super! Yep, oh, that's oh. cool. I like that Godzilla versus yeah, that Godzilla the thing. Too. That's a good poster. Busted out of the poster. There. Yeah, that's cool. And this is another black card. Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. I love Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. I think it's one of the greatest stop motion pictures ever. And this is the Bob Burns Award. I got one of those at Imagination Fest yeah, I, in Las Vegas. I don't think I've ever seen those trophies, so it's really cool to see it in person. Well, not, well, through the camera, like that. Camera. Yeah, yeah. How many I times did you go out to, that. how many times did you go out to Imagination? Just the initial one. Just the first one? Okay. And I, and I got to meet Jeff Yeager. That was my highlight. Like, ooh, Jeff <laughs> Yeager. You sound like Scott. <laughs> so here's the, yeah. Here's the Dracula that, that, that started it off for me, that I, the Illuminators were pinned for me. It's so good to see you still have it. That's, oh, I love that. 
And you can see the fangs. They add, they totally add to it. Yeah. And uh, I've heard the Wolfman with the same technique as the King Kong. Turned out pretty good. Yeah, it did. Also, heard the King Kong that way. That's a creature with a uh, one of those replacement heads that you can get. Really nice. Reposed. <laughs> Classic Dracula. I mean, Frankenstein. Geometrics. Kong. With glass eyes. I like how it's like, hey. So how do you get glass eyes in that? How do you get glass eyes in that? Well, it's a vinyl kit, so you can drill them out and then put the glass in, eyes from behind. Mm-hmm. And just a very small amount of glue. And uh, I use a, just a tiny bit of putty to make an eyelid. Okay. Actually, I didn't do an eyelid on that one, but it, it worked out pretty good. It's a little bird eyes for bird. Mm-hmm. Worked out pretty good. But uh, from taxidermy, you can get all different sizes. They don't cost much. Everyone should have a stash of eyes. <laughs> I do. They're just, not the, they're just not the model kind. Dude, I got one that goes wherever it wants. What do I want any more for? <laughs> Behind there, I don't know if you can see a plaque of, plaque of mask attacks from the Bubblegum Card Series. Yes. And uh, there's a guy here in Austin that does a radio show named Len Brown. It turns out he was uh, one of the creators of the card series. Oh, wow. So if you're familiar with the Mars Attack card series, it was, he's one of the creators of it. And Did it was you... real bloody. You know, little mom, moms were freaking out because it was so bloody. <laughs> Didn't they get pulled? Did they get pulled off yes, the shelf? They did. Okay. Which is what led to their ultra rarity for a while there. Bob Burns Ward there. And that's the new uh, Jaeger tribute creature from Black Lagoon. Yeah. And this is the, the Coop Space Girl. Such a cool kid. With kit. her coffee swilling Martian kit buddy. <laughs> And I put a, a Starbucks logo on his chest. Of course. <laughs> back when Starbucks was kind of cool. Yeah. And that's that's the, the David Fisher how to paint the, the top that I did. More creature from the Black Lagoon. The, that's the horizon when I first went and bought for 30 bucks. And I was like, Jesus Christ, $30. <laughs> Our old friend, um, Phil. Kupka is actually selling that. Um, well, I think he's selling it with a creature, but the Julia base and all that. It's so tempting. Um, you should get it. That's the best creature ever ever made. I'm well, not- I have the creature, but I like the base. Um, oh, look at her. You got to have that, bro. Bill, I have so much shit now. Do it's it. Do it, Scott. Funny. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. Yeah, just buy it. Just do Don't it. listen to us. We'll, 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 steer, we'll steer you right in the wrong direction. <laughs> buying everything. There's a uh, Sean Nagel classic there at the bottom right. And that's that's the one that caught my attention in the Toy Shop magazine. I said, that's a wow creature versus croc. It never happened in the movie, but that's so awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Creature on fire there, which is actually sold. I need to box, box this baby up and say goodbye. Oh, that looks like fun to box up. It came from outer space. Put a glass eye in this critter, but you can't really see it. <laughs> I love There's that. There's a glass eye. That it, while, like... it came from outer space, 1950s one. I put that... a glass eye in it. It made all the difference. It really makes it pop. That mouth area is suggestive. I don't... So what's the difference between, and, and I'm going to ask a dumb, dumb, I don't watch movies question, Bill. It came from outer space and it, the terror from outer space. Two different movies, right? Or no? Right. Yeah. Okay. Two movies. Right. 
it came from outer space. They never showed the alien until the very end. Okay. Terror from Outer Space was based on that's the movie Alien was based on that. And there's oh, some okay. posters that I had had made. There's I want to give a shout out to this guy that makes these reproduction posters named Jim Zippo, like the lighter, Zippo lighter. Uh-huh. And if you look him up, Google Jim Zippo on, on Google, and he sells these things at a fairly decent price. And you you know, I had this one kind of custom made. We can put now showing at Monster Jones Theater. So I thought that was just Oh, that's fantastic. And that's a great poster too. Yep. Yeah, just the graphics are just fantastic. Jim Zippo? Okay. I'll find I'll I'll Zippo. get a link in there somehow. Jim Zippo. My last name was Zippo. Yeah, he was a he was a DJ and okay, here's my my little ward section here. The polar lights <laughs> put out when they put out the giant 16-inch Godzilla. They had a contest. And I won first place, God dang it. I totally remember that. Wow. Were, you, were you the guy with the brown Godzilla pill? No. I flushed that one down. <laughs> All right. I never understood that one. If so. if the guy who did the brown Godzilla is listening, we don't know who you are. We'd love to talk to you. Yeah, and then here's you know, some articles. They've had some newspapers done some stuff on me really cool and local awards. Uh let's see. More Wait. lobby cards. Going back, what if the guy was colorblind and he saw green as brown? Oh, stop. Now you just, just ruined someone's, like, whatever. <laughs> Mark Brokaw put these out for a while. I don't know if you can still get them. Dude. They're life-size invasion of a saucer nerd. I remember walking into Wonderfest and seeing those the first oh. time. I was like, holy cow. Oh, Brokaw had a beautiful display yeah. for those. Yep. Um, I think Steve worked on that, actually, too. Yeah. Um, those those are, are not finished, but I, I painted them up. Uh, Glow in the dark because I had a giant Halloween party and it was a big hit. So I had those uh, the black light on them. So I need to paint them up proper. Yeah. That, that, that was a cool glowing, though. There's a uh, hideous sun demon. Another movie I never saw, but I will say I always thought the creature looked cool. I yeah, always thought that was a cool yep. creature. Yeah. No kidding. There's more Reynolds Brown and other kind of years got a lobby card here with the signature from the guy that played godzilla <laughs> Nakajima. did you meet him or did you just buy that like that you know uh, uh, probably through gremlins I, I uh I, someone was going to a, a show and and he was there and i said hey man if you can give me an autograph i'll send you something for him to sign that's yeah oh, cool yeah so anyway that's my room let's see here's something else i'm working on right now but Ooh, speaking it, of thing the thing, thing is, it yeah <laughs> okay let's see if i get myself turned around here i love that 50s chair you got yeah that is there. a great chair that fits that chair fits your studio so well and we're back thank you for the tour sir welcome um let's get into some just quick some some quick hobby tips your yeah. favorite things you've learned over the years you've been doing this a long time you paint a lot of godzillas you have i think an amazing wash formula that works really well on Godzilla kits that I, that you shared with me once. And I, I still use it to this day. Can you share that with everybody? Or are you one of those people that really doesn't want to tell people their, their modeling secrets? I'll tell, I'll give anything away. Cause I, you know, I'm, I'm set. I don't, I don't need to hold anything back. Okay. Let's hear it. That wash formula. Okay. The wash formula is it's oil wash. Uh, Mike, hold Wallace, mine up too. Mike Wallace actually uh, told me about it. So and, it goes uh, over to Mike Wallace then. Okay. <laughs> to Mike Wallace. Yeah, he, he, hit me, he hit me to it. It's a, it's an oil wash. This is just a, a, a jar. And uh, what I do is put black plus burnt umber 
and then add a bunch of thinner. This is the kind of thinner gamosol that I use. Okay. And keep it real very thin, or or million thin. And then I have another one of, with just thinner, and I go between the two, and, and I'll just put that, just brush that oil wash in there, and it gets in all the cracks, and it makes all the details pop out like crazy. Uh, if you want it much thicker, you can do the glazing technique that David Fisher talked about of using the, you know, the mm -hmm. hat paste, which which I use on dinosaurs and creature from the Black Lagoon. It's fantastic. As it, it makes a big difference using these oil washes. They and you can also erase them. I use a Q-tip, dip it in the thinner, and you just you know subtract. It's always plus and minus. You can do minus minus paint. You know, it's one of those things. The first time you do it, you're like, why haven't I done this before? Because it, it works so well and goes into all little, especially on like, like airplanes and stuff. When you're doing the panel lines, when you're using that first oil wash to get in those cracks and to watch the capillary action work so well, it's just, again, that is a great tip. I want everyone to try that on at least one Godzilla and, kit. And another life. tip for, for human, human flesh faces, you know, you base, I usually base coat it flesh, add some highlights, and then I have a, a, a dark red, a dark reddish, uh, rusty red wash. That I use the oil, and that oil will make it really add that second layer of a really nice airbrush. Okay. I don't even use airbrush on for a lot of faces. So, are you a big airbrush guy or a brush guy? No, I'm a brush guy. Yeah, because um, I, I I could never master it and get it to work properly. You know, and they always clog up. It's like, man, I got to go clean the damn thing before I can use it again. <laughs> so five minutes at a time, you know. I know. Um, back to the washes. You can go over acrylic with those as well. You just go over acrylic. I go right. If the acrylic is dry, because it doesn't need to be sealed, I don't put any dull coat or anything. Just goes right on it. Yeah, once that oil wash is dry, you can pretty much go over with anything. And if the acrylics are dry, same thing. And then how long does that take to dry? The, the wash. It takes itself? a while. It does. I yeah, I, I, I take overnight, but it looks great and it, and it dries super flat mm -hmm. because uh, you know the, the the levels of matte is really makes a difference on kits. That kits that are real flat, flat. Or even glossy, you know, a glossy because light will hit gloss. You know, you can mm -hmm. have a great paint job and then you gloss a kit and you go, "Wait, you can't see any detail." You know, <laughs> so it's important to have matte and gloss be part of the uh, the the dance. You know, it's it was I got it at a taxidermy shop called Flattner. I think I got that from Steve Realhouse. Uh, it looks like baking soda. You can add it to any paint and it, and it makes it much flatter. You can get real flat. Oh, okay. The br back to the brushes too. There's something about using a brush over airbrush that just feels, it feels like you're painting a model sometimes. Airbrush, you're right. I just, my hand is getting crampy too after using them for a while. Yeah, you should probably keep your hands off yourself a little bit less and a little more on the airbrush. But it's just so saying. fun. It's so fun. Um, Die <laughs> <laughs> through me. Okay. Well, another product that I like is this neat knee the mold. Yeah. Okay. So if you Google need a mold, it's a great uh, uh, as it's a, if we make a texture stamp. Like if you're if you're sculpt if you're putting together a dinosaur or Godzilla model and you don't want to have the the, the the seams to have to use putty and try to match the sculpting, you can use this need a mold and create a texture stamp, and it saves you a lot of time and it's it's just perfect every time. Yeah, can you use it to make pieces too? Uh, yeah, I've made like a. I have a creature kit. I want to add a bunch of piranhas to. So I uh, made uh, castings from the little uh, dark horse swimming creature with a piranha. I made about a hundred mm -hmm. piranhas. 
Jeez. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's clawing a guy, and the guy's going to leak out a little bit of blood, and the piranha's like, get him, boys. You know? <laughs> That's great. That is great. Where do you get that? I I Because I recently bought some from Aves. Is that who makes it, or is that – can you get it other places? I know Aves sells it. I would go to Google and just type in need a mold with a K and, and see what shows. It'll show up. Okay. Okay. What other hobbies do you have? Well, that's a big question here. I'm also a, a guitarist for a band called Kathy and the Kilowatts, the blues guitarist. I've been playing with her for 40 years. We've got we've got our work on our fifth CD. So I'm a big blues, R&B, Stevie Ray Vaughan, roots music. And uh, I've been learning to play button accordion like Flaco Jimenez, <laughs> Texas Tornadoes guys. And, Man, you know, I'm I'm all over the stringed instruments and, and and learning all kinds of stuff. And if it's interesting, I'm there, baby. The, and where really, can people where can people see you right now? Well, right now they can only see me here. You know, Model Club <laughs> TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm here in Austin, Texas. Our band plays here in Austin a lot. Uh, we played in Australia. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Cool. So you know, hopefully when this thing clears up, we'll start touring. And so, Excellent. Uh, if you if you go to Google. Look up Kathy and the Kilowatts with a K, Kathy Kilowatts. Uh, all our stuff will show up. You okay. kind of get a taste of what I'm doing. I'll link to it here too as well, because i it got to support musicians as, as much as anyone else. So yeah. let's talk about you two knuckleheads for a minute. Uh-oh. Uh, I guess you were part of this. Hold on. Let me, uh... Oh, wait. We got, yep, there Creature we go. Scape. Creaturescape. Yeah. Bill, what did you do for Creaturescape? And you want to explain what Creaturescape was to everybody? Creaturescape was ahead of its time. It was uh, when computers were coming out. Uh, Sean, there we go. Yeah, Sean wanted to uh, create a digital uh, magazine. Sean Coates was his name. Sean Coates is his name. He's he's still alive. He's still around. That's a name I see, isn't it? KOTZ. I talked to him a couple weeks ago just to say, hey, are you still breathing, bro? And he's he's doing documentaries on Frankenstein and all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. Well, it it was it was an out. He asked me to, to write an article, and you know, I said I'd be I'd be delighted to. And uh, you know, when you write things down, and you know, you do that, Jason, all the time. You know how it is. It it kind of makes you stop and think, like, how did I do that? You know, <laughs> especially yeah. looking at your desk and lo- and knowing how I work. You have this pile of paint at the end, and you go, "Oh crap, <laughs> what did I?" Because I'm so fast. Like I grab stuff, I do this, I mix this, mix that, slap that, and then. And then you have to write the steps and you kind of go, oh no. It takes a lot of time, doesn't it? It does. It, to, it's more work than people think instead of just, oh yeah, I did. Especially when you're unorganized. <laughs> so I did that for many issues with, with Sean and, uh, you know, I guess it kind of drifted, drifted away. I don't forgot how it ended, but uh, I was proud of the, the work that I Yeah, me, and me too. I, I was really proud of that too. He was the first guy that really, I mean, I did stuff for Ed's magazine before that and then i did stuff for for creaturescape and i really liked it i thought it was a great idea and like you said it was ahead of its time because if that came out now that's basically what afm is going to be doing here going digital and and now like instead of putting it on a cd he would have just put it up in a pdf and you could buy it on amazon it would be the same thing and i it, it really stinks that it came out when it did because i think if it came out right now it would do really well that's right that's yeah. right they have ISDN numbers. Hold on. Let me see if we can pick that up. Yeah, there it is. Well, there you go. They there have ISDN are. numbers even. So, Who just on the cover of that, what are the names on that cover? Who was in that issue, Scott? 
It doesn't give names. Doesn't let, me, say, let me open. Or who is no, I've had these forever, right? This is the first time he's opening it, probably, because everything is mint in box with Scott. I hate you. Um, <laughs> nothing on this one. Nothing. Here's a question and answer with Mike Nelson. Just tells you this is Universal Monsters. Okay. Furry uh, Fangs, Dino Land. Um, That's when I did the Plesiosaur for, I think. Destroy All Monsters. I got a feeling Bill's probably in this one. It's a Godzilla I'm in that thing. one, too. I think we're both. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the Gorilla from the Black Lagoon. But yeah, it doesn't really say who's in what. Okay, yeah. I think when you open it up, it, it lists, but yeah, if you, like, I'll, maybe I'll grab some pictures from And then I guess they linked online, yeah. which I'm sure the links are probably dead now, yeah. but um, maybe Ooh, not. Bill, other, other hobby tips, anything important? I think when we, are, since when we oh. recorded this before, the fearless thing. I want you to really hit on that again. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to encourage everyone who's a, a little tepid about you know, an expensive kit and you're worried about uh, messing up and, 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 and stripping paint. Don't do that. Just it's me. be fearless. Be fearless. You can always, I always paint right over it. I don't ever strip anything. And I cut up models. If, if I'm envisioning like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you pose this way? And uh, you can add, you add, a, add a coat hanger here and a coat hanger there and fill it in with the, with the aged putty and then match match the texture with the needle mold texture stamp. And you got a whole new thing. And uh, be creative. Uh, let your mind go where... I always think of these new new scenarios like what if the creature from the Black Lagoon met Indiana Jones? You know, I'm the- <laughs> right in his eye. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was the first real expensive kit you cut up and kind of looked at it and said, "Well, there's no going back now." I mean, what was there one that really sticks out where you go, "Well, here we go," or did you start small and work yourself up to the point where you weren't tepid or? You know, afraid. To yeah, do. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one one of them was was I remember the uh, Silicon uh, Saucer Man Monsters in Motion. They wanted like 125, and I was like, oh. <laughs> but uh, I pulled I pulled the trigger, and when I got it, I was happy the way it looked, and it made me happy. It's just uh, money is like the ocean. You know, it comes and it goes, <laughs> and it comes and it goes. So a lot of these kits that I had way back when. Uh, I, I built and took pictures of, and if a new kit would come along, I would sell that on eBay or something or, or to somebody on Gremlins. And then the money I take from that, I'd buy new kits. And then I'd take pictures of them, put them on my website, and I'd get clients from that. So a, a lot of clients would send me stuff. So there's a, a, a long period, 20 years here, that uh, clients would send me kits and they'd pay me to build them. So I get to build these phenomenal kits and get paid for it. So I, if anybody wants to get into commission work, go for it because it's a good way to uh, finance your hobby. Yeah, it is. But then it How also finds time in... to build for yourself, though. I mean, yeah, it do eats you have your to own balance pile. that. Yeah. You know, because a lot of guys I know that paint for other people, you know, they'll complain and say, I just, it sucks because I'm not doing anything for myself. Yeah, that's so, where I'm at. Yeah. That's, yeah. I've got like 180 kits I need to build, <laughs> and, and a lot of them are really old, and that I was thinking, I keep telling my wife, that's it. I'm done. No more client stuff. And then, <laughs> and then that giant Godzilla up. shows up. Yeah. This, yeah. Three foot Godzilla shows up. I've, yeah. I've done the, the big guy, the big Godzilla just, three feet tall. I've done that twice. And that, that was amazing. It's like having a child with you. 
<laughs> with a six foot. Yeah, yeah, I also did. Remember the Gremlin? Yeah. The yep. Gremlin. I took that to a client in Houston and met him at a Starbucks, and I brought that Gremlin in there and stuck it in the chair, and we had some coffee. And the people in the, in the counter were looking. They were looking at me like, "What?" <laughs> your favorite model kit of all time. Your favorite Godzilla kit of all time. And then your favorite non-Godzilla kit of all time that you've ever built. I'd say my favorite Godzilla kit of all time was the big swing. Because it is so bizarre to see Godzilla being swung by his tail and it and it levitates, you know what I mean? It defies yep. gravity. That that alone, you look at it and you go, How does it do that? You know, and it's just it's just a bizarre scene like from the real quick in the film and, and things like that. I love things that, that kind of just float there, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh my favorite kid of all time, gee, that's kind of a hard one. Uh, I guess the Horizon creature, you know, because the sculpting on that is uh, great. You know, a lot of those sculptors from Japan, man, they, they got the gift, let me tell you. They do. They really do. Uh, and Jeff Yeager, I love Jeff Yeager. I just, everything he does. He's got, he's got classic monsters down, you know. <laughs> yeah, he gets mentioned every episode. He does. He, he, he needs we should get, like, yeah. We should get some money for mentioning jeff if you know it's funny he said his brother's better a better sculptor well i'd love to see that you know yeah well we had jeff on i don't know if you watched the episode we did uh, yeah, jeff yeah, on. Yeah, and it. and he was a riot man he was he was a lot of fun and um scott's got a crush i, I, I do have a crush yeah i do have a crush he's <laughs> He's taking over from my David Fisher crush and Alvin Yeager crush, I guess. But um, hey, man, I, it's understandable when someone makes that does that well sculpting. Even my wife goes, "That's really good." <laughs> but you talked about the Japanese sculptors, you know, like the Horizon creature, um, which is beautiful. And I always say when people ask me the Horizon Joker, and I know you don't look like you're a superhero fan, so you don't have a lot of stuff there, but. That Horizon Joker kit, that first one where he's standing, leaning back, that's a beautiful sculpt. It I is. mean, it's, it's, it's fun. And all of those things roughly came out at the same time. There is that period of like mm-hmm. four or five years where they put out some really amazing vinyl kits. Right. Yeah. And some really dogs, too, though. There were some bad ones. <laughs> the Wolfman and Mummy were not good. No, the fur was no. Good. no. No. And and the superheroes were touch and go, and I always make fun of my friends that have the Dark Phoenix or the Doctor Doom. I'm like, throw that thing in the garbage. Yeah, that Doctor Doom's weird. I know, but man, oh, yeah. guys love it. There's guys that paint it and they love it. It's, <laughs> hey, well, there was a time you okay. could get certain kits and, and any, anything yep. that was a garage kit, I, I would that's, almost go for it. You know? That's absolutely, because you'd go around here, I'd go in a comic shop and that's kind of all they had. I'm like, okay, I'll take that one. Right. And it was just, it was, yeah, totally true. Uh, I see, a, one of the things I see a lot of people put out kits is the mouth color. And I want to say if you use red plus white, make a pink, but add a golden brown, which is like raw umber or raw sienna. Raw sienna. Raw sienna. And it gives it that, that fleshy color in the mouth and, and the, the little under the eyes, that little slit right here, like that right there. See? Yeah. Uh, that's a perfect color for that. So uh, just to get that's just a nice little tip to have a can of that, uh, you know, custom paint it, around. It is a good tip. Like, you don't want that garish red. You just, you don't. It doesn't work. Yeah, and, and I want to suggest that people paint a kit, at least don't, I'm guilty of this too, put just one base coat and like, okay, that's it. <laughs> Try to use more than one color on something, you know. Two colors can really make a difference. It does. My pet peeve is always the white skulls or the white eyes or the white, stark white teeth. And, yeah. you know, I remember uh, 
David talked about the oyster gray on the um, eyes when he, you know, on his on the one video. Um, so I got the uh, so you got those, you know, those are just pet peeves. When I see people paint fingernails on a on a human kit and they paint them white. I'm like, what are you doing? Okay, or even claws on a dinosaur and they're just white. You know, throw something in there, throw a wash in there, throw something in there. And and another one I always go after, Bill, is gray rocks. I'm like, go out in the yard and find me a gray rock and brown <laughs> trees. Stop it. Trees aren't brown. No, I they're... tell my kids that all the time because at, at school, everyone always draws brown trees. And I'm like, they're gray. There's little bits of green in there. There's brown. Yeah. That, yeah. It's cool. But you can get away with it. You know, I, I'm. No, my kindergartners will not paint brown trees ever. Never. <laughs> And that's exactly how I do. But uh, well, you know, it depends stylistically what you want to do because uh, no. I will paint I will paint Dracula a uh, uh, blue. A lot of people paint Bela Lugosi that the flesh colored, right? Or, or mm. Frankenstein. Right. I mean, uh, here's something I wanted to say. Here's a guy that really inspired me. Oh yeah, that's a great book too. And he he doesn't do anything. It, his colors are all over the place. Mm-hmm. And you think about how light hits you. Yeah. And when you have uh, highlights that that are, say, purple or these weird, you know, colors of azure blues, it, mm-hmm. it makes it really interesting. It does. Way. It really does. So you're not a uh, flesh Frankenstein person, right? Nope, not that me. I, I like to get on my New Jersey friends because they love to paint those flesh Frankenstein's, and I'm like, it's an East oh, Coast thing. Got to be green. Got to be green. And, or, you know, or, or at least, or, at or least a ghost a grayish, a grayish with, with yeah. Blue. Very pale, super pale. Right. Uh, Steve always does kind of a yellowish, pale, dead-looking thing, you know. And uh, when I see these flesh-colored Frankenstein monster kits, I'm just like screaming, stop it! <laughs> like, well, he sure looks healthy. Yeah, but on the other hand, you know, it, it's, hey, however you want to paint it, whatever you think is is good. That's true. Go, who am I to talk? Yeah, who I'm are just, you, dude? Yeah, just my own particular. I think uh, enjoy yourself with color. I mean, we have these colors. I'm going to take a chance and, and paint Godzilla brown if you want to, or, or <laughs> yeah. but add red highlights or and something. You know? I did see, though, I think it was on your website the other night when I was perusing the, uh, you know, so I could know something about you. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I know I've, I've been looking at Bill's stuff for years. Well, please, please go to my website, monsterjones.com. Monsterjones.com. But you actually did paint. Um, I think it was a curse of the werewolf kind of a go-go style um, in there, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. You know, so you have experimented with that, and I know Jeff Camp really can nail that um, look I, for sure. On everybody that should try that; it's a lot of fun it, to try to do that go-go style. And that's yeah. why the miniature guys, the guys that do the smaller scale stuff, that's all. That's exactly how they paint. They they look at our stuff a lot of times the largest they go it looks like toys because they paint a lot of those dudes just paint based on light and how light affects the surface and that's all they do and when they look at us where it's the same flesh tone kind of throughout the whole kit they're like that doesn't look right they can't even it doesn't mix for them so I'd love to see a good some of those guys get over to our side and do some of that stuff and some of our guys go there and try some of the smaller stuff I I just saw Wolfman that a guy was painting kind of like that. Um, yeah. it was the, uh, polar lights Wolfman, the Bowen one, but he said, yes, yeah, so I've got the light hitting it from the left. And yeah, it looked like the miniature guys. Mm-hmm. How about black and white? You ever, have you done any black and white work for anyone, Bill? Or have you, I have, I did, I did a, uh, the bride of Frankenstein, Frankenstein, 
It, okay. was, it was a bust. I guess a Howard. Uh, Howard S. Yeah. Howard S. I've got that one. The groom, I think they call it. I, but. I had I had to, 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 to wash that thing in a wheelbarrow because it's so big and everything to, to wash off the release of it in a wheelbarrow. But, it, but I, I had him all gray tone, except for the scar, red. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of Oh, cool. that's cool. A little flash color. Kind of like uh, Sin City. That'd be cool. Yeah, just have a something yeah. that just pops out. That was the idea. Was, was it David that did the Calgary, but he had like blue eyes on it? Or somebody did a Calgary kit, Cabinet of Dr. Calgary, and it was kind of in black and, you know, gray tones and black and white, but the eyes were in color, I think. so. I'd um, love that. I want to say that was Dave Fisher in one of the video galleries, but I, I don't want to say 100% and get yelled at. We're probably wrong. We'll have a correction, finally, because we never get anything wrong on here. Don't so. count on it. My memory's pretty good. You guys know a lot, let me tell you. No, no. <laughs> oh, sometimes. I'm the historian, Bill. He I, is. Yeah, I, I'm the historian, so it's... Well, there's there's a lot of history that a lot of folks don't know. And no, we it's true. We bring that up, you know, like, a, remember those old lunar models and the old yellow resin? Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, shoot, I go back, um, oh, there was a guy, and he recasted the Big Frankie kit. And his name was years Jesus. Ago in solid resin. Okay. Solid resin. Can you imagine what that thing weighed? And, you know, I put out that big King Kong kit and one of the knocks I get is, oh, well, it's hollow. And I'm like, do you know how much this would cost if it was solid? (laughs) Okay. Again, talking to Steve, Steve did a lot of work for these superhero guys, do a lot of this quarter scale stuff. And they don't want it hollow. They want it solid. They want it to feel like it's a collectible. And it's like, I'm like, I have no idea what they're paying for castings because to make some of that quarter scale stuff solid would just be crazy. So um, how many styrene kits do you do? Do you, do you try to stay away from them or? No, no, no. Styrene, styrene is, is very, you know, for seam work, it's a bit mm-hmm. doubt about that. And that's when the, the needle mold comes in real handy when you can uh, take some texture off to the leg and put it in, and take care of those seams. You can take care of that real quick because trying to do that just by hand is, is a nightmare. So that's the tough part about the styrene is the. But I'm I'm gonna try to do some styrene kits like a gonna take Dracula's head and put it on the Phantom and put the Phantom. You know what I mean? Just change it up a little bit. Maybe give the mummy a new head or something. So being a kid of the '60s, did you do the weirdos and the Fink kits as well, or were you more monsters at that point? You know. Uh, Ever since Famous Monsters came out, I said, you know, those monsters are cool. And uh, it's like my dad, you know, it's like, you know. (laughs) So for some reason, I always liked monsters, you know, Mm -hmm. and they could they could show that they were pissed off. And and the things I love about the monsters I like, they didn't ask to be monsters. Frankenstein didn't ask to be Frankenstein and Dracula. I don't know how he became Dracula. (laughs) You might not ask for it. It's sort of in Wolfman. Didn't ask to be Wolfman, you know. So they're sympathetic characters. Yeah. And I like that. They are very. Well, I just I, I progressed. I didn't do the weirdos and I didn't do the rat finks as much. Although I can look at it with the nostalgia of what it was now. Um, but I like stuff like show cars too, though, like Tom Daniels stuff, the Red Baron cars and all that. So did you do cars at all, or did you just do straight monsters and then go to guitars and? I did, one, I did one car. It, it was like this bathtub on wheels, you know, and uh, they had a, a model contest and I got glue all over it. It was just it was a nightmare. <laughs> I said, I, I'm not set up for cars. You know, any kind of detail, precision painting, that's not me. I'm yeah. just, 
slap it on there and throw on a wash and that looks pretty good let's go <laughs> yeah i've got some car models I, i'm not gonna lie i've got but i like the show cars like you said the thing with the bathtub tom daniel stuff something that's got a little more than just a car you know so well, you need to see the tales from the rat snake you'll love it i'll watch that oh yeah i got it written down all right bill let's get your plugs in again your band website your website and anything else you want to plug so we can get that in there and then we'll put all of your info information down in the Super. bottom of the video so my model website with all my it's just a photo gallery it's all it is it's called monsterjones.com and I've got little sub galleries like King Kong, Godzilla, Creature, all that, you know, cool. that. And I've had that for years. And our band is Kathy and the Kilowatts with a K. And if you just open up a Google window and put Kathy Kilowatts, all our stuff sh will show up and you get a good taste of, you know, this kind of music you like. So, Excellent. Yeah. Well, Bill, seriously, thank you again for joining us twice. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, I have. Thank you. You're the best. Yeah. Thank you guys for doing what you do because, uh, you know, modeling is a uh, lonely hobby. With, we, we're by ourselves doing this. And if somebody else can talk the geek language and they understand the geek language, it, it's really nice. You know, that uh, I used to talk with John Tucky for hours and we just geek out on all kinds of stuff, you know. And yeah, I kind of miss that. I used, to, I used to talk to Mike Wallace a lot for a while, but I haven't had those long conversations. But you guys are doing it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying to keep right. that alive. And uh, yeah, John was a big fan. I mean, I don't think there's any horror movie John didn't see. Um, he saw a lot, you know, and he'd, he'd get so frustrated with me. Well, you know, that's from blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, John, I've never seen that. <laughs> God, what are you, a horror fan or what? What's the deal? And uh, John, yeah, I, it, you know. But, uh, well, seriously, thank you for the compliments as well. Um, we're trying. And doing a great job. We, we will have it. you back one day to go through some more stuff that you're building. I would love to. Absolutely. I want to share. Cool. All right. Thank you, sir. Bye. Thanks, Bill. You betcha. And we are back. Bill Monster Jones. What a cool dude. Yeah, Bill's a riot. Yeah, that's riot. like we had it, some good conversation off camera too. Bill, Bill's yeah. Bill's a good guy. Um, all these years I've never met him. Like really? I mean, I've seen him, and I've seen pictures of him, and I've seen his website, and. But I don't think I've ever sat and talked with him or introduced myself. I've had some correspondence with him. Uh, he mentioned the first time that we um, filmed that he has a box there with my name on it. So at some point, I sent him something. But um, meth, yeah, problem. Yeah, that's yeah. I sent him meth. <laughs> tucked inside a model kit. Tucked inside a model kit. Yeah, but uh, tucked inside a Godzilla foot that he didn't yeah. use. <laughs> yes. Um, I used to talk to him a lot, and then when he did go to Wonderfest, I would see, I would talk to him a lot. He's a he's a great guy, and talented, and a musician. I love you know people who have multiple hobbies. Um, thank you seriously for doing it twice. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't uh, count as he's been on twice. Just so you know, it kind of does. He he's now tied with who's our returning guest? No, Worthing's three times. Worthing's been three times. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's in second place at this point. I'll give it to him. Um, but thank you. It was awesome. I hope people got some, something out of that because there's some good tips and it's a great collection. I'd love to have my room look like that all the time. Um, yeah. Still that mess you have behind you now? Well, this is just the workroom. Oh, sorry. Emails and corrections. Let's start with corrections. Did we get anything wrong? Yes. 
Wolf yeah, Cop the whole last episode. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yes. The Big whole, one. Yeah. The whole episode 18, the first filming. Yes. <laughs> it didn't work. Um, Wolf Cop is a new movie. And I think that's it. How uh, long was Wolf Cop? Uh, it's about an hour and a half, I think. And of your life that you're never going to get back. Hey, there's boobs in it. Well, that's true. It's, yeah, it's shorter than Lord of the Rings. So, would you? One day. One day, man. <laughs> One day. Uh, so emails. So here's the crazy thing. Some of the emails, this is the third time we're doing it, like I said earlier. And if we seem rushed, it's because it's the third time we're telling the story on some of them. Um, and we're backed up on emails. So we're going to try and do this quickly. Um, Called email constipation. It, it is email constipation. That is a perfect thing. And we need to take some uh, X-Lax right now. Yeah. Uh, Mail-X. <laughs> Uh, the first email is from Kendall Conniff, and he sent in a picture of his Diablo kit that he's working on in support of your surgery. Scott, we got two of those. CG Blade did two. We'll get to that in a second. Um, hi, Jason. I started working on a Grim Reaper that's going to get custom, get a scratch-built gothic mausoleum, mausoleum base, but then my best friend got COVID, and while I'm not a superstitious person, I lost interest in that kit for a while. Also, I wouldn't feel right sending Scott a Grim Reaper images right before his surgery. I really wish you would have done that because that would have been really, really, really funny. Yeah, put my um, name in the mausoleum. Yeah. That's, that'd be great. Do it. J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N. <laughs> anyway, I finished Diablo last week. Here was the first, it was the first resin kit I've built since probably 2006 and really fun to paint. Turned out great. Uh, it is from the legendary Jean-Louis Crignon. Uh, Diabolo. Diabolo is actually. He has a really good style. I've always been a fan of. Yeah, he has uh, good stuff. John Lewis. And that Jack in the Box kit. That is. Jack in the Box. I I have that. Yeah, I need that. I have um, the Navigator from Dune. Another boring movie you probably didn't watch. Um, The second email in support of your surgery comes from CG Blade. He did a Black Widow in support of your surgery. And again, I'm still working on mine. Everyone, if you have kits, you want it. This was build a mo- model March for Scott for the surgery thing. Uh, if you can, we're going to have an extra episode since the surgery got moved back. So we'll show them in April after the surgery. Keep working. Uh, and the winner will receive the kidney in a little jar or the, or the kidney, the, the tumor in a little jar. No, uh, I'm just kidding. Don't they say won't that, let me have it. I think, yeah, they yeah. won't let you have it, which I think really sucks. If I lose my arm, I should be able to keep my arm. And uh, put you it in a jar. Lose your arm. Let's not forget that. But what I did almost. If if I lost my arm, I should be able to say, "I want my arm. It's mine. I'm putting it in a jar." Right? But they won't because it's a biohazard. That's bullshit. Because it's my arm, I should be able to keep it. If you lose a finger or a toe, you should be able to keep that stuff. You want a toe? I'll be a toe. I'll be a toe by nine o'clock. You want a toe? <laughs> All right. Big, CG Big Lebowski. <laughs> See, I've seen the movie. Look at that. CG Blade sent in Black Widow. when you fuck a stranger in the ass. I really hope the students don't find this podcast one day because I'm in big trouble. Um, CG Blade sent in Black Widow. He also has a Godzilla kit there with it. And he went reached out to Mark Kalen and had some nameplates made. So again, he can just, he can, uh, he can sing the praises of Mark Kalen's nameplate making abilities because he had a couple made and what was the name for the what were those lock and load yeah lock and load he did and he had one for the black widow made and they look great good job mark so thank you both for all of that we have a new emailer 
And there's a couple emails he sent. <laughs> I had to get my grandpa glasses for this because I printed them really small. Hello, Sonny. Sonny. Hello. Um, Can't read no, the goddamn <laughs> thing. <laughs> this is how I paint my models. Uh, so anyway, we have a new emailer, Martin Nero. Uh, hello, Jason and Scott. Just a few words to thank you both for making these wonderful videos. That, someone actually says that it's scary. Um, just discovered your videos catching up after the busy work day. I really enjoy the positive energy you guys bring to the show. <laughs> That's me, Mr. Positive. Oh my God. If he only knew, um, the interviews are indeed so interesting. I enjoy the topic of the future of the hobby, uh, what the new generation is going for, etc. Please keep up with the wonderful work in these times of COVID-19. Your videos are bringing big smiles to my face. Uh, P.S. Just thought you, I could send you some photos of my kits. So as I'm reading through these, I'm going to, he sent me a lot of pictures, so I'm going to throw them up. So thank you, Martin, for that. He also says P.P.S. Is that a thing? Um, yes. It is? Really? I think so. Okay. Or is it? Yeah, I think it's P.P.S. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it is a is real there, thing. Can you keep going? Can you keep going like P.P.P.S.? And... You ask one question, you okay, don't get sorry. five. All right. Okay. <laughs> Google it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I hate you so much. Uh, PPPS, PPS, PPS. People I like to see interviewed. Thomas Kuntz. I would love to have him on here too. It's post postscript, just so you know. Yeah. Oh, is it really? So yeah, then so you could do PS post postscript, and PSS is post postscript. I never knew that. Um, people I'd like to see interviewed is Thomas Kuntz. I would love to have him on here. And he is oh, he a dream guy. guest as well. He, he is a great guy. Fun. And the whole episode would be me and him talking Skinny Puppy, one of our favorite bands. So there is no PPPS. Well, that's dumb. Coming from anyway. the guy that didn't even know there was a PPS a minute ago. Martin also Thomas Kuntz would be a great guest. Thomas, that one Wonderfest when him and his girlfriend joined us for dinner just yeah. out of the blue. That was uh, that was awesome. And, and you find out he's just. You know, you see all the stuff he does, and it, it it's really you know, he's it's on bizarre, a level that, but yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's really cool. But when he sits down and talks to you, it, he's just yeah, normal normal guy. guy, man, really cool guy. So Martin also said, "I can't thank you guys enough for the great videos. I mean, seriously, I'm just hooked on this stuff. I'm learning so much, and as well, a nostalgic feeling is really cool. I uh, I've never been to Wonderfest. He's been to a couple of chillers." Uh, my prize model has to be, and I'll be honest with you, this only one I have on display is Zombies of the Stratosphere. We have a picture. Here's a photo. Uh, just love that kit because it represents my father. Uh, he was a pop co uh, pulp collector. Uh, passed away at a very young age, and I miss him terribly. And it was he who introduced me to the movies, serials, pulps, monsters, etc. And it's my wife who bought it for me. So yeah, that's important to me. Okay. Uh, hey, Jason, a lot of talk on Mr. Harryhausen. So here's a picture of martin and mr harryhausen uh great pictures uh it's from san diego actually he was such a gentleman so kind and his lecture was incredible with original art i agree when he was at when when harryhausen was at wonderfest nicest guy in the world um couldn't say anything bad about that dude like just nice guy um the last one for martin I'm starting to wonder if you read <laughs> received my emails suggestions for the show any chance you can interview john dennett I really love his work and it's just 
he's such just such a nice guy. I'm sure he'll make a wonderful interview. Yes, John Dennett's on the list too. We're gonna be reaching out to people as we go. And as far as the reading emails things, I'm bad at it. And so by the time I get home from work, I get so many emails, I just don't want to look at emails. Maybe so I you forget to forward them to me. No, I want to be in control of that. Because I don't trust you. All I got right. You have control. You have the edit button. You have the balloons that I have no yeah, but you could, over. We could get the emails. Peter Jackson photos that you keep popping up. You can get okay. emails that you don't want to show me that I need to see. So, Okay. Anyway. So you get the emails and forward them to me. I will. Okay. And I can read them and it won't sound like it's going through a tape recorder backwards. All right. This guy. <laughs> this guy. This, this fucking guy. All right. Uh, Logan has the Logan. Logan has the lightning round for us, and we're doing these for the third time. So these stories are going to be shorter than they were the first and time. I'm changing and my answers every time. <laughs> All right, here we go. Logan, lightning round. What are some of the best things you have experienced at Wonderfest and/or other conventions? Wonderfest for me, uh, hanging out with Ken Kelly uh, one night and a group of people that I knew, but I didn't you know usually hang out with and we just had a blast and ken kelly and i busting balls with each other and uh it was just a really it was a lot of fun i i laughed so hard i had a headache at the end of the night <laughs> so um no that was a good time um of course lots of good times and laughs with um all of our friends you know over the years stupid stuff happening in the bar and just you know, whatever, yeah. just stupid stuff we've witnessed. And I, we witnessed a wedding one time yeah, we in did. the lobby. So um, there you go. And a lot of stupid stuff. Uh, my favorite experience from Wonderfest doesn't involve models or modeler or anything. Uh, I was coming out of the dealer room one time and I see this guy sitting on the floor and, and he's kind of looking at his bag of stuff he bought. And I used to watch ECW a lot, which is extreme championship wrestling. And I look down and I'm like, that guy looks a lot like Roadkill the Angry Amish. And so I go over to him and I'm like, are you Roadkill? And he looks up at me and he goes, yeah. I go, no way. What are you doing? And I adjust. This was like, like 98 or 99. Like it had to be around then. And I'm like, what are you doing here? What? What? And he lived in the area. He saw the commercial for a Wonderfest on TV or on the radio. And he's into like horror sci-fi stuff a little bit. So he just dropped in and didn't know it was a model. Like didn't even know what a garage kit was. And was just, he was like, Oh, is that a good time? And I got to meet roadkill, the angry Amish, which if you go watch you ECW videos on YouTube. Um, so he just happened to be there. The other conventions part is, I just want to mention horror hound weekend in Indianapolis in Cincinnati and mask fest, which is part of the Indianapolis show. I, I have the, best time at those shows and the best time i had at those shows with my friend was with my friend adrian who passed away re a few years back and we witnessed <laughs> if you think wonderfest gets crazy in the drinking there's i've watched one of the michael myers actors out of his mind drunk <laughs> in a bar with some other of the people you usually see signing autographs and stuff um i watched a movie or a guy who was in a movie obviously on stuff or a lot of liquor with a bunch of underage girls on a couch that just looked really strange. So it's always these really odd things that happen at those shows that me and Adrian would just get, they have like a little circus sideshow at night and they have all these like just really cool stuff going on at the horror hound weekend shows. I miss them deeply, deeply 
since COVID started. Cause we've, I've now missed two of those and, or no one, two, I, they're usually in October, but horror hound there's two, but I, I want to go back to those. I really love those shows uh, and it's bittersweet because Adrian's not here anymore. Um, okay. Moving on. What are the worst things you've experienced at Wonderfest and other conventions? Um, let's do one worse than let's do one worse than Wonderfest in another convention if you got it. Yeah, one one worse than Wonderfest was the year they had it in the other um, in the expo across the street, and they were rehabbing the hotels. And I remember I got in it's late terrible. the night before, and they had put me in the hotel across the street. And my wife's like, "There's no way I'm staying here." And I was ready to turn around and go home because they had switched my hotel and I ended up at the Hampton, which Hamptons are generally pretty nice. And I was pouring resin in the room that night, too. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> of course, who isn't? but why it was bad is, is and don't get me wrong, my wife was with me and we were fine. But by the time I got to the Hampton, I didn't want to go back to the Executive West and hang out in the bar. So I hung out with nobody that year. Yeah, I think we all went to dinner one night and that was it. And um so that was that. And then in the Imagination Expo, my good friend Ed Bowkley had chipped one of his kits and uh, went and got some paint and tossed it across the room at me. And uh, I had no idea what he threw at me. <clears throat> I look up in the lights. I totally lose it. <laughs> like, a Cubs player, threw, like a Cubs player. Threw, for all I know, he threw a brick at me. So I duck out of the way. <laughs> This can of paint hits the ground, black paint hits the ground, splatters all over his banner and all over the carpet, all over me. And I have a picture somewhere of me with this stuff all over me. <laughs> and um, and he sat there while his wife and I were on our hands and knees and he went and told Rotundi and Rotundi comes and looks at it like it was my fault. Like, what the fuck did you do? And he comes back with some kind of cleaner and Ed's wife and I are trying to dab all this paint up. Thought we did a good job till we got up and looked, and you can't see the carpeting was trash. And Rotundi never got a bill for it because I guess we kept it wet enough that when they came through with the cleaner afterwards, it probably all sucked it all up and it was fine. Nice save. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Great uh, time. Back to the other story. That was also at Wonderfest. That was also <laughs> the year American Idol was there. And they were having tryouts for American Idol. And there were just like circles of kids playing guitars and singing. Ooh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Since you I'm yawn tired. at me all the time. Uh, I wonder why American Jason Idol. can't say, I wonder why Jason can't say no. Uh, it's hard at first, but once you can't you, say anything. Ooh. <laughs> I wonder why Jason can't say no. It's hard at first, but once you get the hang of it, it's fun. Uh, that's true. I should have said no on that. Can't say no. He can't even spell no if you spotted him the N. K N O W. Uh, and what were the worst model kits you ever put together? And he brings up worst casting on a resin model you've ever tried and failed to put together. Mine is Inalegs Cthulhu. Those damn wings were awful to assemble. Using hair dryer to get hair dryer to get them to fit. 3D direct Morlock because of the pinhole nightmare and brittle resin. Don't get me wrong, it was awesome sculpt, but the resin is like chalk. I agree 100% on that Cthulhu kit. And I went to a talk at Wonderfest that when that the year that came out and John Dennett was talking about how he wanted it released in resin because he knew it was going to be a nightmare in vinyl, but he, it would have been too expensive. So they just did it in vinyl anyway. Um, that thing needs to be redone in resin or re-sculpted. I would love him to redo a newer version of it because today you could make the tentacles on his face doing cool stuff, but 
yeah, those. And then afterwards, the arms sag. I reinforced them. And again, I agree that in that in a leg Cthulhu and in a leg spawn was terrible. That cape was a nightmare. And my other one that I, I remember hating was the netherworld Dr. Chenard that I have because the two, the big base that's in the shape of the puzzle box, they did not fit at all. And so you had to read, put them together and then re-sculpt all the puzzle design in there out of back then, like milliput or whatever we had, like nothing like, like it was brutal. Um, how about you, Scott? Worst casting you've ever seen or cause you well, don't really put stuff together. So, so one thing that was bad is, and everyone of course can attest to this. that's ever built this kit. And I've just looked at it out of the box and went, Jesus, the uh, sideshow, the rights in Frankenstein, especially yeah. the base. Um, the warpage on the vinyl is is anybody I've ever talked to, and people have spent a lot of time and really made that. It's a beautiful kit. It's it's one of the most beautifully sculpted kits ever, in my opinion. Yeah, but from what I understand, it's a nightmare to put together. And uh, the other one I had problems with was the vinyl Janice Dracula, and I still haven't painted it. But yeah. it, it the vinyl went together really strange, and at the time. When I finally got the cape to fit together right, I actually had the girl I was dating at the time was dropping the glue and spraying it, dropping the glue and spraying it. And it was like I was stitching it going down the line of the cape to get it right. Yeah, and it then, wasn't. I just recently built like in the last it was like 10 years ago now. Oh, my God. I, that's, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't fun. I, I did not like doing no, it. No, it's a nightmare. Um, it looks fine when it's done, but it's it's a nightmare. So get the and, resin one if you can get it yeah yes i agree uh our final two emails are from the same person of course it's phil kupka and <laughs> uh we already talked about part of this it was he watched velocipaster and that's where i decided to watch it from uh he also says there's also i was a teenage wear skunk and five and six headed shark attacker on there on amazon prime which is true go watch those too scotty don't listen to jason don't open the lone ranger and tonto open it uh attire jason what was on your shirt that was a couple episodes. Ago. That was a mask fest t-shirt from a couple years ago. Uh, model paints. Paint of choice is craft paint. Ceram coat uh, is the brand I prefer. It's inexpensive and I get results with it. You know, I don't use an airbrush, so I can't vouch for it. If it works in one, it does. You can thin it, but it's, it's not as good. Um, I wish though they would stop discontinuing colors and changing the names of colors. Uh, we talked about this the first time we recorded it with Bill. Um, I suggest everyone that uses craft paint give reaper a call and buy one of their paint sets you will know it's night and day it's not that expensive it's about the price of a kit you will love that paint and it's it's super like trust me please give them a shot it's not as expensive as some of the citadel paint give reaper a try american company great people great paint i'll even put a link in the description they have not paid me to say any of this ever but it's a great starter paint. If you're like a craft paint person, please give like that paint a try. Uh, modelers are artists. Nuff said. Don't fear the Reaper. Uh, <laughs> don't fear the Reaper. Jimmy Flintstone. We know Kurt loves his stuff. We talked about this a little bit. I built four of his mad monster kits, all pictured below, and we'll put them here as I speak. Along with being affordable, when Jimmy, Jimmy ships your order, the shipping charges are way low. He always throws in a little something extra. Uh, there you go, guys. This one's a little bit shorter. Maybe if you had a guest on an episode, I'd have more to say, and so would you. <laughs> like, come on. We did have a guest, so. And he has one more message email from us, 
And there, Scott, what are you drinking today, man? Are you dehydrated? Everything. I am. I'm... You have one kidney. How are you doing this? I wait. You know what? I, I'm not just talented in in this. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Gotta get this out of the way. It's in the way of me reading. Okay. So Phil sent us another uh, another email for last episode. And uh, Phil Jason lost your email because that's how much he cares about your email. <laughs> but <clears throat> I decided I'll read it. And Time out. Let's... That is not fair. <laughs> I get all the emails. So the ones I get the entries for the model kits and then I get the. Uh, oh, my I God. Do it all. I oh, fuck God. it all up, dude. Right, and don't right, do the sound. So we have to do it a second go ahead, time. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. And, and Phil and I are friends. So Phil sends me the emails as well. Two S. At AOL.com. <laughs> anyway, uh, hey guys, 17 episodes and still going strong. After Scotty sent me a note that number 17 was on the air, I said to my Diane, who was watching the news on the tube, I've got a new episode of Model Club TV to watch. And I headed for the stairs to go up to my model room to watch it. She basically told him, You can watch it here. So we went over to the couch. I just want to see this, this, this one news story. Well, it ended and the weather started. I just want to see the weather was her next comment. It was just a short update. Then another news article started up and I finally said, I got up and I started for the stairs again. Here, you can watch your show, she said, to which I replied. And then he writes in parentheses, not really, because she bust him in the head. I want to be alone with my boys. Okay. <laughs> All I can say is I like to be alone with my boys, too. Okay. Um, next paragraph. Haven't seen the Willy's Wonderland. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen Willy's Wonderland, but we'll check it out. My Good. favorite Nick Cage movie is It Could Happen to You. No spoiler alert. Check it out, Jason. It's not a kill your mother, kill your father movie. And Scotty, yeah, point. there are no giant apes. <laughs> I will suggest watching as date night with your significant other. One clue. Nick's character's wife is a money hungry bitch. And concerning the film Grease, Jason only watched parts of it again because it wasn't a kill your mother, kill your father movie, right, Jason? Okay. No, just because it looks dumb. Okay. New kits, Phil's received none. Uh, new kits he sold. A guy in Missouri uh, is in the middle of buying 25 of Phil's built figure kits. He has a number of built Harryhausen figure kits to sell. If there's any listeners who are looking for a particular one, have them message me and I'll send them photos. Uh, weird hobby tools that Phil likes to use. He'll, he'll tell you that uh, he's telling me that Mike Park's favorite sculpting tool was a dull paring knife. And for him, it has to be an overripe banana and a cinder block. Busting our balls there. I don't understand. It's a joke. Then he did the tongue out oh. thing. Okay. <laughs> so since you, Jason, now own a Godzilla Tiny Terror, who will win the race to finish building and painting it? Scott, you have a good head start, but... Okay. All I can say is mine will be built correctly. Okay. Jason, on your model plane build, here's a clue. Don't offer to build more model airplanes, <laughs> even if a friend asks you. Boy, that, that seems to be a resounding uh, yeah, thing. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Um, I realize the weather has something to do with the lack of one of the newest features on Model Club TV, Road Trip with Jason. Any hopes or plans for the next trip? Uh, no. 
<laughs> I, haven't, I have no plans. No, to go we anywhere. should do a hobby shop. Yeah, trip. we. You know what? I think that's a good idea. We you we'll and I'll do, do a hobby shop trip, and we can take some photos while we're there. And uh, yeah, I agree. Um, finally, Phil writes. It's always sad when we lose someone close. My grandpa lost his mother, his wife, and his daughter. Phil's mom, all within a year's time. Passing of friends like Matt and others in the hobby is hard to cope with. As was quite evident at the end of the episode, one of my close model buddies, Bill Ostrander, and again, Phil sent some photos. Sorry for that um, noise. Passed away after suffering a stroke. As many of us in the hobby are up there in years, I'm sure we will experience a lot of grief over the coming years. Every time that happens, try to focus on all the great times they spent sharing with us and the kits they had built. They all, they, the ways they made us laugh and the time they considered us their friend. And uh, yeah, that, that's all that's really true. So, yep, absolutely. So, all right, you forgot something. I did forget something. We need to go back. I did not give my worst things at Wonderfest and other conventions. At Wonderfest, it was getting in a shouting match with a pretty famous sculptor who was a really good friend of mine at the time. Uh, we are not friends anymore. And it really, hotel security was called on us and they almost threw us out. Well, they threw that person out. Um, should have beat his ass Actually, no i'm i'm the better man he blocked uh, me for no reason i bet you if if you had him on right now and said do you know who scott johansson is he wouldn't even know because you know first of all he looks down at everyone that buys his stuff and supports him but and then uh second off he said why did you block scott johansson he wouldn't know that either yeah i i i, I won't so much i want to say um other conventions, it was Wizard World, and it was Lou Ferrigno, and he pressured me into buying a picture I did not want to buy. Uh, so my dad, we used to be a bodybuilder, lifts weights a little bit. Um, I did not take after him, and he's like, he saw a commercial for Wizard World on TV or on the radio or something, and it said like they always advertise the stars that are going to be there, and Lou Ferrigno was one of them, and he always watched the Hulk. We watched the Hulk when I was a kid and all that. And so he's like, Hey, if you're, are you going to that thing? And I'm like, yeah, I'll probably go. And I really didn't want to, but I went and I walk up to Lou Ferrigno's table. He wanted his one pig. He's like, just get an autograph for me. I'm like, okay. He's like, how much do those usually cost? I'm like, yeah, I think they're like 20 bucks a picture or like $10 a picture. Like it depends on the person. And he's like, well, here's, here's like 20 bucks. Give me something." So I go up to Lou Ferrigno's table and there's nobody there. And as I'm learning more, this is a very common thing with him. Wow, he's not a very nice guy. Um, I walk up there, and it was, the, you know, the usual set of pictures on the table. And he's sitting there with his girlfriend or wife or somebody. And I'm like, hey, Mr. Frigno, I want to get a picture signed for my father. And he's, I'm like, here you go. Here's 20 bucks. He goes, you know, they're two for 40. And he just dead stares me in the face. And I'm like, yeah, I know my dad just wants, you know, the one he's like, they're two for 40. And I could not say no to the Hulk. And I just felt like he was going to jump over the table and like stuff the thing in my pants and then punch me in the face. So I was like, okay, I'll take two. And he's like, well, what do you want me to sign on both of them? I'm like, uh, could you put, don't be a girly man, Leon on one of them. He's like, what on the other? I go, I, I don't know. You choose. It's like he just signed his name yeah. or something. I said, they're two for 40. <laughs> That's what I should have done. <laughs> so I was just, I felt, and I walked away. I felt like a victim after I walked away from that table. And I've, 
there's other people I've heard stories in the modeling community. You can leave them in the comments here. I'd love for more people to find out about him, but yeah, yeah he's made a Lou name on. for himself. Lou Come get me. Come get me. Yeah, like he can hear you. Yeah, it's true. Sign it. Come get me, Lou. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway. Another joke that I'll go to hell for. Yeah, Sorry. Go now. Okay. That's it. We solved the world's problems today. I think. For the second time this week. For the second time this week. Jag. All right, Scott. How was your day otherwise? You okay? You good? You seem a little down today. Well, we, we had a, I had an incident today in the garage. Um, my snowblower has been sticking the throttle on it. So the weather has been nice here. So I set up a table out there and I said, well, I'm going to take this apart and work on it. So I dumped the gas into a little Tupperware thing, just threw it under the table while I was working. And I had my dog out there and he's a lab and he's dumb. And you <laughs> let him. And I look down and he's just fucking licking the gas up. I'm like, holy fuck. And I, I grab it away from him real quick. And all of a sudden he looks at me and he starts and he's running into shit and he's just fucking. Oh, no. Yeah. And it, it's like, I don't know what to do, you know? And he's old, but he's running into shit like crazy and he's fucking bashing his head into the metal fucking toolboxes I got out there and uh, I'm like I don't know what to do I can't catch him and he won't let me touch him and all of a sudden he stops and he just looks at me and he falls over boom what did he die no he ran out of gas I hate you I hate you (laughs) goodbye everybody